0: Hey, you know what last Monday was? What was last Monday? It was PS Revelation Day. Was it really?
1: Oh, the um, anniversary. That's right. What?
0: PS Revelation. Revelation Day of when you became oh. a Harry Ginny shiver.
2: Oh, really? Has it only been a year? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's been it's been a whole year
2: feels like more than <laughs> on saturday september 13th at 11 21 p.m i fell so madly in love you won't even believe it with harry Bye. Ginny. i think i just peed my pants Please say that again i felt something click inside of me and the second half of my life began she really does love them you <laughs> tell the boat story
1: i actually have video of the entire trip here and it it clocks out at like 23 minutes, so I can't put it on Facebook. I have to like, I have to literally edit my home movies now.
2: I'm sure. I'm sure you hate that.
1: But yeah, exactly. So I have to cut out some stuff. But I've got, but I have the entire boat thing in, and I put a clip in saying, "This is us on Melinda Leo's boat." Harry, Ginny, shippers, eat your hearts <laughs> out. Nice. He Which is bad. Which unfortunately, Jen broke, and we had to abandon ship. But other than that, it worked fine.
2: I could have called the honored- merchant Marine.
3: I know. Exactly. I was honored to be present. It, it was.
2: Well, it's the it was, best it place possible to
3: wonderful.
1: be. It's the best place possible to be marooned. It was literally on this sandbar in like the richest area of Massachusetts. Melinda like managed to save the wine, <laughs> you know. We, cool. Yeah, Yes. So, well. And
2: well, you. <laughs> well, it was funny?
1: She had a huge um, like she had a rip in her cup, so the wine was pouring out. So I, of course, I'm like, Melinda Leo has a leaky cauldron. <laughs>
2: oh. Brian so... oh, is awful.
1: Well, I even put it on right, the right. thing, and I'm like, you get it? <coughs> you even wrote, do you get it? Like, I, I, like, wrote, I I actually did write it. You get it, so it's pretty good. So, yeah. We had Gen stories. is a blast. Sounds fun. I can't delete this stuff. This is golden. People on Facebook are just going to have to ask me for copies of this thing. This thing is too perfect.
2: Can you, like, put it up to on the, like, website and yeah. send that?
1: Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it up on
2: PowerPoint. E- I emailed you the story in case you didn't check yet. That is the final version before I go in and put in the HTML
3: I noticed you called it "Sm." Did you not like my change to the title?
2: I didn't change the title. I'm Aww.
3: sorry. What did you want to change it to? Nervousness. Hmm. At that point, <laughs> that "Smoke and Mirrors" is so cliche.
2: Yeah, well, it's a title. The title is yeah,
3: that is true? It is a title.
2: <laughs> I like it.
3: The cry of an author who gets good advice from their beta Get bare to give it up.
2: But I like it. I do. Too bad. Yeah, well, the art, the art's all done, and the day I was assigned was Tuesday, so Tuesday is when it goes live.
3: Been a nice, been a nice. I look forward to reading when I get the chat.
2: Awesome. This weekend will be the weekend of HTML tags.
3: Oh, that ought to be interesting.
2: Well, it's good because I can do a final typo check. I haven't done that yet.
3: You want to know the easiest way to put it into HTML? How? email it, view as HTML, and then save it. And then you go in and there's a few things in the code to tidy up. And then you generally do a couple of search and replaces. But you can definitely get a a workable file out of it. It's a lot easier than doing it by hand.
2: All right, I'll forward what I sent to you to me, to my Gmail.
1: You're forwarding what you sent to him to you?
2: Deathrel is teaching me a computer thing.
1: All right.
3: This could take a while. Oh, God. (laughs) Maybe we shouldn't have started late. This is a problem. All That's all right. right. I, I can stay up on the line tonight. I'm going in tomorrow to have all four of my wisdom teeth taken out, and they- they're going to give me nitrous oxide. Are they impacted? One of them is.
1: Okay, so they're going to knock you. Okay, because the other one, it's not a big deal, but that one.
2: Yeah, they, they didn't knock me out, but the thing, this stuff they gave me made me crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it the everywhere off, they, or ever wear off or is it?
3: <laughs> oh, okay. shut up. Okay, from the Gmail, the message in front of you, and it's an attachment, right? Yep. There should be something there that says view as HTML.
2: I don't have that. I have view and download. you
3: have the Maryland version of Gmail. It's, it's there.
2: I don't see it. <laughs> this, it's is like not, it's mo- a- this
1: is like when my mother tells me she has a sharp TV and it doesn't get Channel 7. <laughs>
3: What format is the file in?
2: Dot doc. What should it be in? To do
3: what I'm telling you to do, and and this is what I do, I have it in rich text format, RTF. You can do a save as, go to the format list, and choose rich text format.
2: Got it. And then it changed it to smokeandmirrors.rtf.
3: Okay, save that, and then email that file to the Gmail.
2: The following features in this document are not supported by earlier versions of Word.
1: Did anyone else think she was reading us a disclaimer before she did it? (laughs) (laughs) No.
2: Oh, a thing popped up. It said some custom properties that are stored in this document will be lost. Number of occurrences one.
3: Yeah, go ahead.
2: Continue. Okay, it saved it. I am the Plaid Slytherin. Putting S in the subject. Narrating. I'm typing F. He's narrating
1: the entire thing. It's like having my
2: Browse, back. attach, smoke and R T F. Does Open. it make you feel
1: better to narrate it? Does it make you feel like you're less.
2: It makes me feel that I'm not doing something wrong. Send.
3: You have a great deal of faith that we're listening to Well she's doing all of the steps for those who are following along who are also trying to do this. Yeah,
2: same if somebody ever wanted to do this then they could know how to do it. Their Even story awesome. would be called Just something quite honestly, different.
3: This is, for quite ze- honestly this is useful.
2: As he has a Macintosh.
1: They called them that in like nineteen ninety two, you realize.
2: Okay. Then I'll call it a Mac.
1: Okay. She's like, I'm taking a course on how to operate a Macintosh. I'm like, What? <laughs>
2: That's what it said on the paper. It said that it would provide familiarity with the Macintosh system. I have never
1: never heard the expression, the Macintosh system.
2: I'm becoming familiar with the Macintosh system, though.
1: But I don't know what the Macintosh system is. Is it Mac OS X?
2: It's got...
3: (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> PS is my favorite thing PS did was she was trying to explain to me the computer that she was using at her class it's and,
3: got
1: this well with Macs it's usually pretty easy because they have five or six types and they have just different models of them that have come
2: up as HTML alright that yep. was a
3: distraction I've been teaching her how to do this and amazingly enough she's learning there you
1: go no, she's like I have found a picture online of the computer in which I am using in class and she pulls up a picture of an iMac which is their number one desktop seller which is like plastered all over their website I'm like you have found
2: it Wow. Well, I didn't know what it was called. I just Googled Mac mm. Intosh. So <laughs> you put, what, do, what do I do you now? Have to
1: put the Intosh in. It's like <laughs> calling someone by their full name. You can't call someone Jim. You must call them James. It's just weird.
2: Okay, now I have the thing that says View as HTML. What do I do? It could be
3: worse. You okay, could call right it Mr. Right Macintosh. Right click and View in New Tab.
2: How about Open Link in New Tab? Yeah, that
3: that'll work. It's the greatest podcast of all time. It is.
2: I just, this will be done quick. I just want to know how to do it so that it'll make my life easier, because this is what I always do whenever I write oh. Fix. I, I always know. do the HTML Any, by hand.
1: Anything that can possibly one day enhance your access to the Macintosh system, I'm all behind
2: <laughs> okay, now it's, op- it's opened, it says, yeah, it's opened, it says if there are images in this attachment, they will not be displayed. It says download the original attachment, and then underneath of that is the story.
3: Yeah, so you just want to save that page in an HTML file.
2: Ooh, how do I, I wonder how I do that. Save page as, oh, how clever. Save it I as i I've had this H- for like 10 years.
1: Well, I enjoy the fact kay. that she went from using 3.5 inch floppy disks to whatever she uses now, the, the the zip drives. But like for 14 years in the middle, she had nothing. No,
2: Ooh. I had floppy disks, and then they gave me a laptop without floppy hole. So I was emailing floppy stuff to myself. Then hole. I discovered they made then I discovered they made these little gizmos.
1: Floppy hole.
2: All right. All right. So do is it HT? It's is it um? All right. It's giving me two choices. It gives me gives me. Web page complete and web page HTML only.
3: Web page HTML only.
2: Okay, and the thing that it's displaying in the Save As box says Smoke and Mirrors .dot .rtf .dot .htm. Yep. Okay, I'm HTML, saving.
3: HTML. and um, you're fine. This thing's gonna come out German.
2: Okay, and I'm now oh, opening no, it. No, yeah. it's not like that. The italics are t- italicized. They don't have eye around them. Flash. Wait, what should I be opening it in? Should I open it in Word or Firefox?
3: If you want to look at the it's code, the programming you want to to look at this in is a uh, text editor notepad or word pad
2: open with notepad
3: yeah, oh my goodness notepad.
2: it's very oh my goodness gracious
3: yeah welcome to html hell thank god thank god we're explicit now oh my
2: goodness help. gracious
3: no oh my goodness hell said quite a lot in like ye old christian
1: times Thousands of years ago. Oh, can I just tell you, with Lee here for a week, we had to step back the language around here. It was kind of funny. I'm like, thing that holds back water.
2: Oh, damn. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thanks, B.S. <Pierce. laughs>
2: okay, death roll. <laughs> Why does it have all this extra stuff? It says, P font size 3. <laughs> that? There's... P.S.,
3: my dear. P.S., my dear. That is HTML code.
2: That's not what I normally do. What I normally do is I just put eyes around my italics, and I put centers around my two little asterisks, and it works. Do I need all this P?
1: Yeah, that's your paragraph. That's <laughs> it's what all it, that's, what it, that's what it the looks like.
2: The story is full of P.
1: Oh, God. That, well, that's actually what it looks like. You just can't see it.
2: So so, so I'll leave it with P.E. font size 3, FaceTime's New Roman. Then before they talk, every time they talk, it says an ampersand, and it says quat.
3: <laughs> For quotation marks. It,
2: does. <laughs> it says and quat, and then it says... Like the part where it says that's dangerous. Like it says and quad semicol-, or this semicolon. Like fir- this is like that's the first
1: time the PS had Chinese food. She's like, it's not what I usually
2: eat. And pound thirty nine. Alright, PS, you don't at- have
1: to read us. The- you don't have to read the
3: HTML. We get it. This HTML. <laughs>
2: Is it supposed to have the pound 39S? Yes,
3: yes, yes. yes. All right, T.S. Yes, there. Those like- are the things that you do the search and replace on. T.S.,
1: yes, you're like going through your engine of your car, and you're saying, do I need all this stuff down here? Yes, don't worry about it. It should be there. <laughs> Okay. No, but that... Oh, my gosh. No, but, like, you don't need to start, like, throwing out pieces just to have a cleaner engine. Just leave everything.
2: All right, so if I copy all of this, or, well, chapter by chapter, and paste it in on the live journal box, it'll look like a regular story, and it won't have all this and 39 on it, right?
3: I... I... Good. As long, as long as the whatever you're pasting to LiveJournal can handle all of the HTML code, because LiveJournal and other things like that are funny. They don't accept okay. all HTML code. The LiveJournal. I'll, I'll... Oh, no, the, I, I know why, the, the formatting. The best bet is to clean up the HTML code as best okay. you can do.
2: So all I, all I really, really like is the eyes. Well, you need all the rest it... of the
1: stuff. You you do need all the rest of the stuff or you're gonna have a one paragraph story. Yeah, it's gonna uh, be
2: all
3: one month paragraph.
2: Yeah, I'll leave it I'll I'll do like a test like in a private private entry and see how it looks. Okay. I can I, I can if you wait want to and learn not about do the code.
3: Study the code. Look at the story in Word and look at the HTML code itself and see what you can learn about what causes what and play around with things.
1: Right, like the paragraphs, mm-hmm. like all that stuff, it, there, there's code that's always in there that you just can't see because it's nonsense to your eyes, but it actually tells the computer
3: yeah. how to structure everything. You'll see a lot of stuff that's similar and may not be in the same order necessarily. A lot of that is formatting information, and you really can cut down on it. You can move things around. The important thing to remember with HTML code is that it's very contained. If you open something, you have to close it before you move on to the next thing, really. Right,
2: Right. okay, thank you.
3: A lot of times times what they'll do is they'll start the paragraph, and then they'll do a formatting code, and they'll do that for every paragraph. Yeah, every paragraph has
2: font size 3, face, times new romance.
3: All that does is take up extra space in the code. You move that information to the top of the page, you set it once, and then you have all your paragraphs inside of that, and then at the end you close out the font. right It'll make your code load a lot faster.
2: okay, yeah, I, I actually will take out Times New Roman because I prefer it to be in the live journal default font.
3: Well there you go.
2: I need to leave in the paragraph and the the b r
3: right yeah it's a break.
2: break okay all right, I can do this. I'm gonna do the do this. I'm gonna do the computer.
1: Like now? All
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not, not, not now. Now, now we're podcasting. You're like,
1: can about you just hold tonight? while I recode my entire story? It will, t- it will take virtually no time whatsoever. It's kind <laughs> no, of like I, Jen I Jen could that. talk when she through it in no time at all. I really like, could. Like, I've it's, done it's very well. It's like Jen when she decides I'm going to go by a life fest. It's, it's very similar. Yes, yes, it's exactly like that.
3: I was there at the dawn of the second season. Exchange. It was a port of call for fans from a hundred fandoms. It could be a dangerous place, but we accepted the risk because the proof of exchange was our last, best hope for conversation. And this is our story.
2: Welcome back to the Pofo
1: Exchange. I'm PS. I'm Ryan. <laughs> I'm Jeff. And I'm Aaron. Aaron's like, Oh my god, are we doing this live? Really? Is this how we do it? Like you're in the middle of a <laughs> sentence, I'm eating a hot dog. Are we really doing this live? Yes, we are. <laughs> this is episode thirty two of the Pofo Exchange. We are back with uh, our Babylon five discussion. We're covering that's season four. We're not there yet. We're covering Gropos through Gropos
2: through in the shadow of Zaha Doom.
1: Which I don't believe is pronounced hot. Doom, but I believe it's a play on Kazadoom, but whatever. Is it Kazadoom? I'm not a big Lord of the Rings fan. Kazadoom, yes. Kazadoom, okay. Apparently- well, see,
2: it has these, these, um, not exclamation marks, apostrophes in it that makes me want to say it in a funny voice. Like, it sounds all ominous, like... In the shadow of Zaha Doom.
1: Could you imagine if, when you're watching this episode for the first time and the, and the title comes across on the screen, the, the voice of P.S. follows going, In the shadow of Zaha Doom? Like, I just would. I think it would lose <laughs> all of didn't its meaning. Why would you
2: imitate appeal. me in a Londo voice?
1: It's really all I have. Death would you
0: care to give it a shot? <laughs>
3: I was there when they went to Zahadoom.
0: I was there at the dawn of the third age of mankind.
1: <laughs> I don't necessarily... Oh, can I just say this? I listened to the original Gathering soundtrack. Now, I don't think I ever saw the original version of the Gathering. I think I, I always got the uh, TNT remastered one the JMS did back in, mm-hmm. like, 98, whenever it was. The, the original, the, yep. the music is so... Different. The, the the plot line is so different because they have a reference to Sinclair being the final commander of Babylon 5. Under
0: the leadership of its final commander, Babylon 5 was a dream given for... My
1: question was A, who came before him and...
2: <laughs> who was the first one?
1: Yeah, who was, the, who was the first guy? I am a robot. But the other thing is, Peter Jurassic, he, he does not... Or Jurassic, I want to say his name right. He does, Jurassic. He completely i don't know if it's not his own voice but it's like bizarro londo if we'll even cut it in right here like
0: it was a port of call for refugees smugglers businessmen diplomats and travelers from a hundred worlds if you listen to it, it's it's absolutely
1: hysterical to just see the like it's like he wakes up in season two or whatever and he's like oh, and just starts talking like that it's weird so <laughs> not really sure where i went
2: with that. i don't understand what you were trying to say
1: Okay, Pierre Jurassic. Yeah, I All right, there's Pierre Jurassic from North Carolina, and then there's the Londo voice. Before the Londo voice, there was the original version of the Londo voice, which is very, 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 very different from what you know in the show. When you go back to the be- it's like when you watch a whole mm-hmm. series and you go back to the be- I can tell P.S. is zoning off and she's doing HTML code, but you know when you go back to the beginning no, of no, a series.
2: No, I'm listening intently.
1: Intently. When you go back to the beginning of a series that you've watched, you there's like whiplash like visual auditory oh, yeah. whiplash because everything's <laughs> and everybody looks
2: different
1: yes and there's like trackballs in cnc it's it's weird and laurel is there it's
0: hysterical if you watch something that's been on tv for a while that the actors age so much and also Bye. the visual style changes so I, much Aaron, you, you know I, what uh, i mean
1: like old school tng like Next Generation Season yes. 1 25 minutes on the yes. bridge before they decide to open hailing frequencies. Like, what the hell is that? Like, it's...
0: it's you, just... you look at... And you look at Worf in Season 1 of TNG compared him to Season 7 of, of D-Space 9, which is 12 c se- twelve years yes. difference. And it's like... he's about
2: clean-shaven completely... Riker? Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he
2: is he's, actually... He 12 look years right.
1: old. Well, he's actually...
2: He shaves for
1: um insurrection. He's shaved in insurrection. You look at him, you're like, you just cannot pull it off anymore
2: there's some men who just need beards to make their faces look correct
1: i am one of them because without my beard i have a 50 pound pumpkin head with no hair on it i'm also <laughs> in that uh,
0: particular camp yes. right there the you, pumpkin head you yeah. do yeah.
1: seriously like i like i went like death Roll back me up i just went race car driving and it was a disaster but i went race car driving yes, and it I, co- I could not find a helmet to fit my pumpkin head and it was like this whole big <laughs> effing deal is joe biden would say
3: big fracking deal to be sure I had to take like the fourth helmet with a broken visor. All right,
1: here's the deal. Here's the deal. Um, Death Roll, myself, Melinda and Leo, Melinda Leo and, and Jen and Danielle and, and Catherine, we all went to F1 in Boston which is an indoor racetrack slash function. And an
3: outdoor racetrack.
1: Outdoor racetrack except when there's an oil spill in which case it's an indoor racetrack and you can get food. So we all went there and we all went racing and we all got breathalyzers and it was, it was, it was a blast. It was an absolute blast. <laughs>
3: yeah, that breathalyzed all of us
1: because of Leo. Because of Leo, because because Leo's like, oh, yeah, I had some beers earlier today in, and, and, like, loud Leo voice. Y'all have to get breathalyzed. Now, there's a little racetrack, and picture, like, PS, picture this. Like, racetrack, you go around in the little go-karts 15 times, Okay. It's like it's a circle. It's a racetrack. Some of us go yeah. around fifteen Some times. Some of, of, us,
3: of us go around eight times. How many
1: times, Ryan? All right. So the pro- <laughs> here's the problem. So so we're we're going on at ten. So we're eating our dinner now. Jen at this point is like, I'm going racing. I'm Jen. I almost die tying my shoes.
3: Hello, I'm Jen.
1: So she literally went to the bathroom <laughs> nineteen times. We finally she she's like she's like signing her will so we'll know who's taking care of her kid and all this stuff because she's obviously going to be killed out there because she can't do anything normal. While
4: well, I'm watering the house. And I got water in the windows because I forgot that the screens. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, that was a pain. Okay. But
1: anyway, so... So it's... We're, we're on at 10 o'clock and we get delayed because... The outdoor track, there was an oil spill. So instead of eight cars, they're doing twelve, and they're trying to cram everyone into this one, you know, remaining track. So they literally shove us in a room the size of a closet, and they put the video on showing you what all the flags mean and all the lights mean. If you see this flag, pull over, and see that flag, wave your arms so we can tell you saw the flag. And and I'm like sitting here, and I'm like, I'm not focusing on this. So then we go in the other room, and they're like, put your vests on. So Dethrow and I put on our little. It's it's like the it's the track outfit that you step into. The one-man jumpsuit. The one-man jumpsuit. And we look at each other, and we're wearing, like, a spandex bodysuit. And we're like, too small! Too small! So we take them off, and we put on the one that actually fit us. And yeah. I can't find a helmet that fits me, because I have a 50-pound pumpkin head. So I'm looking outside, and the cars are lined up outside the door. Everyone's getting in their cars. And there's seven of us, and there's four five, six other people from this other group who brought all of their friends and family with them. So there's, like, people, like, we have a crowd watching us, which is what you want to have if you don't know what the hell you're doing. So I literally, I, I find a helmet off a guy who just came out, and I'm, like, walking outside with the helmet on backwards, and I go over to the guy who's, you know, Everyone else is completely fine. They're ready to go. And I go over to the guy and he, I'm like, can you tie my helmet for me? So I look like the special needs kid who can't even <laughs> find the car. So then I get in the car. Now everyone's looking at me saying, keep an eye on this guy. He doesn't look like he knows what he's doing. I get in the car. We start going. Now the, the, the brake is on the left side in the, in the, gas is on the right side but your feet go like around the engine almost so like picture driving with with a foot on each pedal and you have to alternate between them like i don't do too well with that like i have the remote in one hand and the coffee in the other and i'm constantly getting confused which hand i should be using so i'm trying to drive and i'm like i'm literally driving this everyone else is whipping around the track i'm going like it's like a writhing lawnmower so i'm going down the middle people are whipping past me and they had horns they'd be beeping at me the idea Follow Melinda Leo. She's a slowpoke. Just follow Melinda Leo, and you'll come in right behind Melinda Leo, but you'll have, like, a traveling buddy. Problem being, Melinda Leo left me in the dust. <laughs> so I'm driving (laughs) around the thing and they're waving flags at me which I later found meant please yield for the slow ass driver which was me so the flags were for everyone else but I thought they were for me so I'm waving back at them and I'm like whipping and I'm getting the brake confused with the gas and I'm stopping should have paid
3: attention during the instructional video I can't
1: keep all this stuff in my head (laughs) and they put the video on showing you what all the flags mean and all the lights mean if you see this flag pull over and see that flag wave your arms so we can tell you Saw the flag, and, and I'm like sitting here, and I'm like I'm not focusing on this. <laughs> so then I'm driving around again, and then at one point I uh, I can't remember what happened at one point. Then we're going around again, and I got like, bumped into something, and and one guy like almost flipped, and this whole thing happened. Then after about six laps, I realized something: I haven't passed anyone yet. Everyone has passed me multiple times. I'm going to be here all night to complete the damn race. So I decide six laps was enough. I'm stopping. So I pull into the little pit stop place. I'm like, I'm done now. They're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm done now. You have to keep going. I really would prefer not to. You have to keep going. You can't just stop in the middle of it. I'm like, okay, but I warned you. So I pull out and crash into a wall. You can't do three-point turns in this thing. So then I go around the thing again. So finally, I can't take this anymore. Finally, they're waving me in. I'm like, great. I'm, I'm out of my misery. So you have to pull off this little side road and and turn around and you park where you started from. So you're pulling up to all the spectators, and as I'm tur- I'm going two miles an hour, it's like tr- it's like parking your car at Target. It's nothing. It's over. I'm done. I got stuck at the corner. They had to walk out and push me in because I couldn't get the last five feet on my own. So the whole thing was a disaster. But the good news is, is it
2: difficult to operate? Like I, I don't even know what I could possibly what you guys could possibly be talking about. Like I I. It's like a go-kart.
1: Her. You're like sitting on the ground, but just a couple of inches up. Your knees are kind of bent, so you got one foot on the brake and one foot on the gas, but the wheel doesn't move like the car wheel does. Like You really have to put a lot of pressure on the wheel to turn it. So you think you're turning, but the thing isn't turning. So you slam on the brake because if you accelerate, you're you're going to hit the wall in front of you. So I just wasn't used to it. But the good news is I only got beaten by Melinda by about 10 or 12 seconds. I spent 30 seconds arguing with the guy to let me give up at the sixth lap, so technically, if I had going, I would have beaten Melinda Lee. So it keeps, excuses, excuses, excuses. That's what lets me sleep at night. And Jen had the blast. She had no idea. She was about to die the whole time. Well,
2: so. For what it's worth, I doubt I would have even done it. So. I wish,
1: No, I wish P.S. was there, because P.S. would have been still at the starting gate, going brum, brum, why are we not moving?
2: <laughs> shut up. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> it, the it
3: was fun. It was tons of fun. All right,
2: well, I couldn't have done it. Well,
3: I then, actually want to wanna go back, and I want to get an
1: annual pass. My wife will be there with you. Have her home by midnight. <laughs> I, I you know, will go back. Works. My my problem is I don't know if they will let me back in the building.
3: <laughs>
1: uh, we can do, fine. do
2: something well, do that. We do something fun, Ryan, and safe. Fun and safe. Oh
1: god! Now you're you're screaming pocket protector at me when you say it that way, like fun and safe. Like like let's read. I don't know. That doesn't sound. That doesn't. I'm not feeling. Let's pr-
3: read the fan fiction. <laughs> I'll edit your
1: fic while they're going
3: around.
0: <laughs> oh my good god! Sounds like a plan. <laughs> Sounds like
2: a but plan. That's not dangerous,
1: is it? I <laughs> yeah, no. but, but it was fun. No, it was. I was. I was in the middle of a race riding a lawnmower. That was basically what Brian, I. Brian,
2: that hardly counts as a race. Stop calling it a race.
1: Well, it was a race. It was. No, yeah, it was. It was a race. All of us on the track. Yes, it was a race. I came in last. There, there was a definitive yeah. order to the end. The, once the first guy won, Leo, by the way, Leo won the race. You Leo know, once, won the race. Once Leo finished his 15th lap, we all just came home. It was over. It was over. Let
2: me, guess, yeah, do you re- let me guess the order. Okay. Okay, my guess is going to be Leo, Danielle, Catherine, Jen. No, sorry, I forgot about Death Row. Leo, Danielle, Death Row, Catherine, Jen, Leo. I mean, Catherine, Jen, Ryan. No, it was
1: Leo, Death Katherine, Catherine, Danielle, Jen, Melinda, me. Was that right? Yeah, that's about right. I think I forgot
2: Melinda. Catherine I think De- I said De- Leo twice and forgot
1: Melinda. Danielle is screaming from the bathroom at the moment that Catherine whooped Death ass. Is that what you're saying? De- oh, oh, deathroll I'm sorry. She came in sixth. You came in eighth. Uh, yes. Yes, I'm. am sure that was right. Oh, I were
2: there up. strangers mixed in with there? There was.
1: Strangers I'm
3: distracted because I'm, I'm actually looking for the paper, the yes. floor sheet.
1: Yes. So, so Danielle would just like to add that Catherine beat you like a rented mule, just in case there was any confusion whatsoever. Uh. Beat him like yeah. a drum, like a drum, <laughs> like a drum.
2: One time, I played a game at the arcade and I won that. It was a game where the two guys beat each other up.
1: Do you think your Wu Tang saw? can defeat me? Just the one, one time. Child. Huh? <laughs> she was four. She remembers it very well. No,
2: I will. I, I, it was more recently than that. It but was, yeah, I only have done it once.
1: <laughs> oh, P.S. Okay. She went home and had a cupcake. Wow. All right. I'm not really sure where to go from there. How about we discuss Babylon Five? Let's, let's discuss Babylon Five. So something happened during the viewing of these chapters. Episodes. <laughs> episodes. The chapter is right. a great novel that is Babylon Five, otherwise known as the episode. P.S. And I had some stressful times. Right? I
2: think we had a fight. Did we have a... Was that a fight? Well, you were crying. Yeah. Does that
3: mean it was a fight? It was a fight. It was a fight. You know how I know it was a fight? Because <laughs> you both tried to talk to me about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't trying to talk to you about yeah. it so much as I was like, can you believe, P.S.? It was one, yeah, so I guess that would be a fight, yes. Most Babylon 5 fans, when they get into this part of the series, will go, season one, good set up, Sinclair. Ooh, not our favorite character, Sheridan. Ah much better ps kind of works the other way around because ps was shipping garibaldi and sinclair and there's this new guy named sheridan and she she didn't meld with him and as i'm telling her you know the stories really pick up in the early second season she's telling me why is the second season slowing down why is it getting boring so she had kind of like the anti-matter reaction from most other people where most people kind of cling to it she kind of dropped it and ran like hell all right so aaron you had the opposite reaction
0: yeah i didn't love sinclair i didn't hate him either but he wasn't he didn't really strike me as a as an interesting character as much and i, I think part of that's also a little bit of hindsight because i think that sinclair is a much more interesting character than sinclair was i think they did that purposefully you
2: just said sinclair was more interesting than sinclair you
0: did. Did. Sheridan, was, Sheridan was more interesting than sinclair that's what i meant to say and if you'd been good friends, you wouldn't have called me on it, but it's okay. <laughs> I, I, I can I can take it. But what I was going to say is, that I think that there was a, a purposeful thing that they did to make the leader a little bit more interesting than, than Sinclair was in the first season. And I think the show gets definitely better because of it. He's I think he's unpredictable, and he's got he has strong, very strong emotions, and it's it's he's interesting to watch. That's for sure. I think that's it.
1: I never disliked Jeffrey O'Hare as Sinclair. I think he was. He, he he was a character I actually missed when season two started. I found I missed Sinclair because I got used to him and I enjoyed him more than I thought I remembered enjoying him. But there's just something about Sheridan. He just has more of a stage presence. He has more range. There's certain scenes later in the series that I just can't picture. I call him Jeffrey O'Hare. I think that I can't picture Michael O'Hare. Trying I know. see.
2: I was taking a leaf out of Aaron's suggestion and not calling you <laughs> <him laughs> <for laughs> out. <adding
3: it. laughs>
0: That was very kind of you, oh, PS.
1: That was nice. Shoot him, and then be like, I can't shoot anyone anymore. It's like the Merrill Lynch of Perfect Weekly, or Puffle Exchange over here. Yeah, I mean, I just couldn't in retrospect expect Sinclair's character to have actually pulled off what JMS originally wanted him to do, and we talked about this last time, but just to recap very quickly, the character of Sinclair had two massive plot arcs rolled into him, so that made him more of a, not like a Davis Machina character, but more of like a, like a Mary Sue character in a lot of the ways, and what they did was there was so much that he had to accomplish that you couldn't write one-shot stories with him or go on little tangents with him because he was so top-heavy because he had to accomplish so much that you really couldn't do anything that might jeopardize a future plot line. So in essence, he was just kind of hanging around doing nothing for the first few episodes of Season 2 in the original drafts because you had to hold him in reserve until you needed him, and he's the captain of the show. So people expect to see the head guy in the middle of everything, and with Sheridan, you were able to get a lot of introduction in and, and get to know him and do those one-shot segments and all also kind of relieve the stress and split the character off. So now you're able to have Sinclair as Antilza and Ranger 1 and you're able to have Sheridan in the role that he's sort of taking on here with with the shadows and, and the aliens and, and so forth and, and with Delenn and everything and, and kind of do that separately. And I, it, it just feels more natural and it, it almost feels like it was supposed to be that way because the character isn't just dropped and forgot he does fulfill something important. So...
2: I just thought that Jeff was more more compelling to me than Sheridan is where I am at now I'm liking the show a lot more a lot more than I was at the point these episodes are covering does that make sense <laughs>
1: well, it's, I mean yeah. the, one of the problems i, I mean he,
2: yeah one of the problems I think
1: PS had in my in talking to her with it was that you would get into episodes like the last one we covered tonight in the shadow of zahadoom and those are really arc-oriented episodes and there's a there's a ton of exposition in there because you have Deen give one of her many a thousand years ago speeches thousands of years ago before the dawn of man as we knew him and you know explain thousand
3: years ago yeah
1: Exactly. It's like it's like I love Jerry Doyle in that skit. Can't you just walk in the room and say, "This sucks." Everything begins with a thousand years ago.
0: Thousands of years ago. <laughs>
1: Just like a Keebler elf. But, you know, when, when you look at those episodes, they're, they're incredibly top-heavy, but they really explain here's what's going on with the Shadow Warlords, Here's why this happened. This Here's what so, um, Okay. So you had those top-heavy you know, exposition episodes, and when I, well, it's hard for me, because I watched later stuff and then that, but getting to it in the narrative process again, I thought it was really well done. Your problem was, you were so bored with the story, you missed half of it. So then yeah. future episodes, when I'm talking about stuff, you're like, when did that happen? And then you were kind of, it snowballed, and then you're complaining, well, the show doesn't make any sense well the show doesn't make any sense because you didn't watch or pay attention to half of it and your complaint was i didn't watch or pay attention to half of it because it bored the hell out of me so it's kind of like catch it's a vicious, it was
2: a vicious cycle oh, it was a
1: very vicious cycle there was crying th- oh well the crying didn't come to season three crying
2: no i i, I think i i cry i cry here
1: oh you oh, i'm sorry oh
3: p.s hug oh uh, uh, huh. Huh.
2: Okay. I like it now. I know I mean, because I watched ahead, and it became really interesting, and I can't wait till we get into season three, because it got really good.
1: No, I still insist it's really good here, but I...
0: I... As do I. All
1: right. You now, Aaron, you're, you're also our newbie. You've, you've watched up to In the Shadow of Zaha so Which I
0: watched about an hour before we started recording. Very
1: freshly watched In the Shadow yes. of Zaha Doom. So, these n- new batch of episodes, season two compared to season one, how would you say you feel about the energy of the show, the the revelations death Roll can cough up a lung if if that's required not me <laughs> not me I, uh, someone coughed up a lung it's I don't know
0: I, it was it me um, I don't know was it your cat like what's going on? Uh, is is Maggie no no, she's good. She's good. She's quiet. Uh, I don't know what that was. It's one of those things. Just, you know. Okay. I felt like the quality of the one, the, the, the major difference between uh, season one and season two for me so far has been the, the quality of the one shot episodes. I feel like those have gone up a lot. And also, they've increased the complexity of the plot, I think. They have more subplots going at any one time. So, even, so you, so you have like these one shot plot episodes, like, for example, the episode with the, the doctor who was on the run. That was obviously not a, you know, main Shadows War episode. Episode, but it was definitely a main subplot. You know, with this whole thing with President Clark and was right. the was President Santiago assassinated, which we all know he probably was, since right. Garibaldi was nearly killed for discovering that particular plot. So even even that episode, which was which was really very much a side thing, was made better by the fact that there's these extra subplots going on, and the, as the show gets more complex, they can they don't have to have as many of the Deathbringer or whatever it was, Deathwalker, the, the, yeah, the Deathwalker, Death which was I was like, okay. I don't care about this at all. You no, know, it, it, it wasn't, you know, the, the most interesting thing about that episode wasn't that Kosh was in it.
2: Uh, you seek meaning.
0: Then listen to the music, not the song. And you it's know, he's the amazing. only thing
1: Kosh has done since he's come on yeah. the blow Death Deathwalker ship. It's the only thing he's done. I mean, the, the one thing which I thought was fascinating, talking to PS, and I find this when we did fan fiction as well. If you're reading fan fiction and you don't know the author and you come across something that looks like a plot hole or a really great piece of foreshadowing or a really great plot point, you have no earthly idea if it's something that you should trust in the author to know what they're doing, or if you just assume it's crap.
3: Welcome to all things Scottish. Our slogan is, if it's no Scottish, it's
1: crap! And if you're... P.S. had a great comment to me. Correct me if I'm wrong, P.S. Your issue going into it was you thought that the, the, the various plot points... We're all disjointed. And you have, you know, the stuff yeah. about the Rangers, the stuff about the Shadows, the stuff about President Clark, the stuff about the core And every week it's like a different thing and nothing relates to each other. And I laughed at that because each one of those plot points is intensely related to each other. They're all arms growing out of the same basic mass and they're all connected with nerve endings and everything. I mean, it, it, they're, they're all, you know, inseparable. And the, the question I guess I had, maybe, you know, for Aaron and, and Death from when you started watching this is do you feel like that is something that? you need to know? Like, the you need to have the author say, trust me, this is all going to come together? Or do you just assume it's all going to come together? Or do you just assume nothing because you don't have faith in the author yet? Because I never had that problem, but I came into it watching the later stuff first, so I knew it all.
0: I felt like season one proved that J. Michael would be able to maintain his, uh, be able to create these these overarching storylines and do them justice. I felt like the I forget what the, the, what was the first big revelation episode?
1: Uh, Science and importance.
0: Signs of importance. I felt like that episode proved that he could, he had, he had this long view that would serve that, that I, I feel serves this, this series very well. And so I trusted him very much.
1: Right. And even yeah. going into this batch of episodes, you had all alone in the night with Sheridan stream and you have all these yeah. different prophecies of things that are going to come. And you have to assume, I think watching that episode that these aren't just cute little things dropped out there. or maybe for some writers, it'd be like an intellectual exercise, you know, drop out all these really weird, your clues than trying to find a way to wrap them up together but yeah but I, re, I really felt like he earned that spot in there so it made yeah. sense i think mean,
2: me. when i have like your assurance that it does all wrap up i'm fine with pursuing it but i'm just saying like yeah. from my my position if i don't know that it just looks all over the yeah. map
1: death what do you
3: think is death here you know, honestly I mean, if i can be blunt ps is dead wrong like ryan said Every single one of those elements is connected to every other one of them. Yeah,
2: I don't doubt that. I never said it was, and I said I couldn't tell because I haven't seen the whole thing.
3: But is that something that you Uh, think... That's your own damn fault. If you didn't pay (laughs) attention during the episode, you have no right to complain that you don't understand it.
1: In the middle of this firefight, we're going to welcome Cog back to the podcast. Cog, how are you doing? I want
4: to complain. You want to complain? Look
1: at these shoes. I've had them three weeks now. No, I want to complain if about them. Complain, and- nothing happens. You might just as well not bother. My back hurts. So
4: Whenever you had a fun day. At- oh, it's been an evening. Has it been an
1: evening? <laughs> have you been race car driving by chance?
4: I have been at worst. I've been doing technology training with a bunch of 50-year-old teachers who don't know how to turn on laptops. So.
1: Do, do they know how to do HTML it's- coding?
4: No, they wouldn't even know where to begin.
1: (laughs) PS has been doing HTML coding tonight, so she is
4: finally she
1: is above the fifty year olds. She's no longer in the retirement (laughs) community.
4: Well, as long as she knows where the power button
1: is, she's above the fifty year olds. I'm gonna Yeah, I
4: know where is. the power button is. I've turned
2: the laptop on many times.
1: All right, we just have you, <laughs> arrived in the middle of. Now, I just have to say, I love. Cog I even very turned
2: much. the Mac on once. I found the button; it was on the back.
1: It's on the back of the Macintosh. <laughs> I love Cog very much. Because the last time we were gonna do um, a Babylon Five podcast, we had to cancel it, so we did an, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast instead, and we moved everything around and we fixed everything and we recorded and it was great but we forgot to tell cog so she showed up later i'm so sorry i missed the podcast <laughs> and We're like oh we forgive you
3: we forgive yeah. you quite all right quite all right we've gotten
1: over it so welcome These back things happen. thank you now, glad here's,
4: to be back
1: here's where we stand right now we're in the middle of season two PS had a really hard time getting through it. She was bored, she lost interest, she missed a lot of stuff because she wasn't paying attention because she found it so boring. And then she complained that the show lacked cohesion because nothing made sense because nothing was related. Okay,
2: come on. It doesn't it doesn't seem that everything's related at this point. You can't tell me that it all looks related at this point. You just said that I was making a great comment by pointing out that it's at this point it all looks disjointed and if you have faith in the author then you know it comes together. How
1: disjointed is it? Like let's seriously look at that. At this point you know that Sinclair is on Mimbar training the Rangers and you know
2: I would. I guess what my problem isn't like I I think you can tell that it's coming, that it will come together. I think my problem is I have a low tolerance for waiting for it to all come together.
1: So did you have a sense that so then was that not correct? Like I
2: had no idea that whether it would be soon or whether it would be in season five
3: well that's called suspense dear but let me ask it's you it's well, major element people- in all art
1: did you feel like everything was, like, you talked about, you know, President Clark's plotline and the Shadows and the Rangers and the, the Cycor and everything in Mars and all that stuff. And, and you were saying that, at the time, I took your opinion to be that you didn't think they were related at all and they was all disjointed.
2: No, they weren't related to, at the time. Did you, sense they tell. Were,
1: did you sense they were going to be related?
2: I thought it was possible and or probable, but like I said, I had no idea when, had no idea whether it would be one of these last episode wrap-ups where like, oh... The whole time the psychor was involved. And I'd have done it too. If you kids hadn't have come along. Ha ha ha. <laughs> you know. I'm
4: just I'm curious, how did you how are you so patient with season 1 cuz I feel that way about season 1. I almost can't rewatch it. Because it does feel so disjointed. And then so many things get thrown out in season two because Michael O'Hare left. I And, and I'm curious because I know you liked season one, or at least I think you liked season one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So oh, yeah. why? what made season two different? Because I feel like season two has a lot more cohesion than season one.
2: I can't get into Sheridan at all. He's oh, just okay. not interesting at all.
4: Yeah, I see that. He's not
2: good. gay. That's the problem. <laughs>
3: <laughs> now,
1: how, how much is of, of it is that you feel? Not to make light of what Deathworld just said, but the, the fact that you could see that strong male friendship between Garibaldi and Sinclair, and Sheridan doesn't really have that with anybody. Do you think it was just your? Person? Well,
2: I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed that the char- that a character I like left. There's it was less interesting for me because he was an interesting character for me.
1: I wonder if, how much of this is just, with everything, there's 30% of the people who just have a different opinion. I just wonder if it, because it seems so funny because everything that the, the most fans, I would argue, see as an improvement in season two, you saw as a negative. And, yeah. and, and you're one of the fans who loved that season one stuff, which a lot of fans, like, you know, Cog and myself will look at in context of the rest of it and We'll be like, oh, that's kind of weak. That's kind of, like, I'm telling you right now, I'm watching season five. I'm having a really hard time with season five, much more so than when it originally aired because I I think the season seasons two through four are so impressive that season five uh-huh. is a real letdown.
0: But, so, that's so, a, that's the thing, though, when you're watching something for the first time and you watch something that you, something that's really good. I'm going to use the example of Heroes here season one and two of Heroes are them. very good, but you get to season three and you're like, okay, no, no, not quite as good. And you're like, come on, it could be awesome, it could be awesome. You, you want it to be awesome, and you kind, of, you kind of make it, it feels to you like it's better than it is yeah. for, for a time, but then if you go back and watch it, like, I haven't gone back to rewatch Hero Season 3 for example, in a long time, but if I were to do that now, I'd be like, wow that's just not nearly as good as, you know, as, as it should have been.
1: Well, you have faith too, it's like you see a bad episode, And you're like, there's still more coming. They can still fix this. So you kind of have that faith going through it. And then when the thing ends, maybe it ends on a great last episode. And you're like, okay, good. Then you watch it again, you're like, that episode was really crap. (laughs) And then there's nothing to look for. Black
2: Market. I feel that way about Black Market and BSG. Like, like, Black Market is probably the only episode of BSG that I don't care to rewatch, except for Big Frackin' Deal.
3: Big Frackin' Deal. And
1: I hate to tell you, I really wish, part of me wishes that they had just not even done season five. Partly I yeah the, the last episode of season 4 was like a we have one week we need a finale episode what do we do and I think it was brilliant I I wish they and that was actually part of season 5 production I wish they kept that kept the last episode and the show we all get to bitch for the rest of our lives about how, how they cancelled Babylon 5 early still do the movies after that still do the spin-offs but that last season it's just it's just I'm banging my head against a wall and there's so much good in it but it's so mired and stuff not so, to so, get off track. yeah not to get off topic no, we of haven't course. gotten
4: no, on topic yet not
3: <laughs> we started an hour ago. We have yet to discuss a single episode.
0: we will be fine. talking about overarching stuff. It's okay.
2: overarching. Yeah, this is this is a good discussion, really, because, like I said, like I just I had so much trouble with this portion of the show. Some of that, like is I fair. can't I can't remember when it was that you gave me permission to drop it, Ryan. But I I, I may have been after this. But. It was
1: more like, please stop watching my favorite show. I can't take this anymore.
3: <laughs> but
1: some of it is very fair. They switched main actors midstream, and they had a ton of exposition and points of of departure. When Sheridan comes on, you have Lanier sit everybody down, and they have cupcakes and they talk about what happens to that. That was.
0: Yeah, that was one of those times, by the way, that you just there was nothing else you could do there but just sit the characters do. down yes. and just do it. You have to it, do that, yeah. It's terrible, yes, but you just have to get it done. And once they got past that, then it started to get, then season two became much better. Right. I think that <laughs> not start off on the right foot with the, the super expedi- exposition episode.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that was unfortunate. Then you get into Revelations and Sheridan's late wife, Anna, and then you have Geometry of Shadows, purple-green, purple-green, it's wonderful. And then you... You get into some of those, like The Long Dark, I thought, was, was a really planned, forgettable episode. Uh, a Distant Star, you have, you know, what, what's living in hyperspace. You get into that whole plot line. Soulmates, Londo's Ex-Wives, that was awesome. And, and you kind of get to this point. You know, See, that's there.
2: funny, because I really liked some of those. I really liked Londo's Ex-Wives. It wasn't until that this is point that it started.
1: live. Wives so for, that's interesting so it's you You love the one shot stuff but once it gets into the exposition and the, and the arc based stuff you kind of froze up like Coming yeah. of Shadows I know you enjoyed because I was talking to you while you were watching it and, and you know the start of the Narn Centauri War and the death of the Centauri Emperor and you know Londo's yeah
2: ascended, that was a good one and, 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 that,
1: <laughs> that episode
0: yeah. that episode's great just because of the one moment where Londo I think I think Londo realizes just how how, how he's affected things when Jakar comes up to him he's like oh I, I you know he's like being all friendly and stuff, he's like, I don't know what's just happened. If he,
1: yeah, if they were able to just have that drink, everything would have been fine. If they were to have that
0: drink like six hours before. Exactly. Londo hadn't
1: done what he just did and sent the shadows out. Yeah, exactly. And and the whole show could have ended there. And and that's the real train point that you have (laughs) Londo Well, I'm not going to get to that because we're not at that particular episode yet, which whew, almost spoiled something. Whew, I'm all right. <laughs> good. We're good. We're good.
2: Like I said, it's just this portion of the series because like now that I'm kind of in the middle of season three, mm-hmm. where were you saying? You're in the first um, third of season three. Yeah. First third of season three. I'm starting to re. I'm starting to really like it.
1: Well, let's get into these episodes and see where you fell off track. So we have okay. we started with Gropos, which is the arrival of.
2: I liked Gropos.
4: I hate Gropos. So I'm really interested to hear why. I, <laughs>
1: why the hell did you like this piece of crap?
4: I didn't. I didn't even. I, I didn't even rewatch this one. I didn't even need to. I just. It, it just pops me on so many levels. Yeah, I re-watch. didn't.
0: I didn't like this one
1: either. Okay, I enjoyed this. Let's get into it. So we have General Franklin arriving at Babylon Five. Plot point. General Firestorm. Firestorm Franklin. He. Um. He. Well, a plot point to keep track of is the Babylon Five is now armed to the teeth, which it was not before.
3: Yeah. They recently. get the latest from Earth Force R and D, to which I say. Great. Experimental weapons. Wonderful. My other what favorite bit was, what the hell run? were you
1: armed with before? <laughs> We've given you weapons now. Oh, good. Thank you so much. I'm just picturing all the people. They who...
2: had, before they had rocks.
1: Yes. They, they, they would they... open the
2: window of CNC and throw rocks at the enemy.
1: Did you picture Ivanova? She was like, trust Ivanova. Well, they had the one gun. Well, they did. Well, I always feel bad because the show had such a limited budget. It's always the same little ray gun. Shoot them. Yeah. It looks like there's more. So so we've got General Franklin arrived with 25,000 troops, and they're going on a mission that no one knows where, or they think they're going home, but they're actually about to go into a firefight, and you get to know some of the ground pounders because there's nowhere to put them all, so they're sleeping in the hallways, and they're bunking up with kefir. And they're in med
3: lab, and I wonder, are they going to start smoking in med lab? That, 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 is, <laughs> that is true
1: as well.
0: One would hope not. One would
1: hope not. And then you have Dodger. friends, Gary Dodger. Called, or, or, or fails to prevent friend Garibaldi there yeah and, uh, of course the episode ends and everybody that you just knew died because war is hell yeah. and
3: last comment on it if, if, if we're running through that quickly all I can say is Jarhead's running through the halls it's Battlestar Galactica <laughs> <laughs> yeah what well, well, was interesting that's too that's like BS like this episode
2: maybe no or why, did like
1: you, why did you like the episode
2: please? i like this episode because it was a michael episode i mean it had him in a fairly large role i mean i enjoyed the role that he had i enjoyed the dodger character i thought she was interesting i almost called her an interesting oc <laughs> it's a one shot like one one an interesting one-off character yeah. um Fuck. i even found the two guys that, that were hanging around i just thought the characters were interesting
1: Fun fact, Dodger is actually not going to be a one-shot character. You will see Dodger again. Fun fact, a little spoiler, throwing it out there. Interesting. I don't care. I don't care.
2: Flashback oh. or a zombie?
1: Uh, oh, now you're back to not caring, Ryan. Well, I just told people they didn't even have to watch the damn thing, so... I'll leave it open. It could be anything, but you will see the, um, uh. the,
2: the... Oh, God, it's because it's because he dies, isn't it? Michael dies and he sees her I, uh, Yes. I, I, have convinced
1: P- I have convinced P.S. that Michael is going to kill Grandma and be arrested by Ivanova at Walmart. I have no idea how we got into
2: no, that. Before. No, 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 no. See, what I was trying to do is what you said
1: is... <laughs> I just have to be clear on this, because some people here may not know. When you walk... Okay, P.S. while watching Battles of Galactica was getting very, very, very hyper, and she was so nervous about what was to come that she was literally, like, hyperventilating before she put the next episode in. So I said to you, P.S., something will happen early on that literally you will just drop dead. You will you will, you will, fall, and, and you'll be dead, and they will have to do an autopsy to figure out what it was that killed you. It's actually not what
3: it appears. She doesn't get eaten by the eels at this time. He,
2: uh, he gave me a safety
3: spoiler. I- the doesn't get it. I'm explaining to you because you look nervous.
2: Gave her a say, safety it's, spoiler. Okay, the people that have seen BSG season uh-huh. four, very beginning of the episode, something happens that you know would kill me. Do you realize what it is?
1: It's like a little dream sequence. A little dream sequence. So I had to... I, Brian
2: had to tell me it was a dream because he knew otherwise if it had happened, I literally would have had an epic freak out. So
1: I gave P.S. a safety spoiler here and she somehow morphed that into Garibaldi is going to kill P.S. People at walmart i don't know no because
2: with a safety spoiler was something along the lines of like he's going to do something and he's going to think he's right but he's not going to be able to tell anyone he's right so i'm like okay and then ryan ryan gave the example of it's like he said that it was like if bad guys accosted him and was like okay we have jeff you have to go rob grandma or we'll kill jeff so he goes that is what you said
1: that's not what i said but you're you're
2: close then so he went to rob grandma and Susan comes to arrest him and he can't I guess for some reason he can't tell her what's going on. It's like how they can't, when they can't indicate to the kidnappers that the police are here or else they'll still shoot Jeff. Well,
1: I'd also like so to point out the fact that I had to change the names and the faces and the very nature of the spoiler to give you an idea of what the tone of the bad scene would be. It's actually not that one, but, you know, you're close.
2: I'm, I'm, see- and I'm so confused and I, I'm I, so scared and I'm just preparing for the worst and I think the worst thing, I mean, the worst thing, the second worst thing is he's going to die. And the first worst thing is that he's gonna kill jeff
1: okay well I'm, I'm glad i have confused and terrified you
4: i think you just need to not listen well, to ryan anymore because i think was, you just made it's it funny worse. funny that you do you
2: did the exact opposite of what you did with bsg because in bsg you assured me that the I thing heard. i feared the worst would not happen
1: yeah i'm not gonna do that here i'm just gonna you know paybacks a bitch dear so moving <laughs> on well the one thing i did like about Groboz before we move off it is that you need to kind of acknowledge the fact that the galaxy's at war and you do need to acknowledge that the narn Centauri conflict and that the the, the the various wars that are breaking out is, is part of something that does affect Babylon 5. So the fact that they get the defense grid, that they've got ground pounders on the station, that it's not just us out here doing our own little thing and Earth is over there doing its own little thing. I like the fact that the politics feels real and, and everything feels real. As for General Franklin and his relationship to Stephen, it, it does help advance Dr. Franklin's character. The thing is, and what we talked about but last time is doctors on shows are hard to write for because they're always down in med lab and they're always exposition vehicles and, and they, they, there's a really hard time giving them their own characterization so even when you do it sometimes it feels forced. It's like let's have a Dr. Franklin episode. I think that there was a way they could have tied General Franklin more into the arc of the show and they didn't really ever or JMS never really did that and I know he thought about it because he mentioned it on, on the news groups and they asked people their opinions on it but it never really happened so I think that's kind of a failure
3: which I think is a shame I think they could have gotten a lot of mileage out of as I yeah. say in my notes Steven and his daddy issues
1: and there was even mm-hmm. a particular point I could really really have seen General Franklin really matter in a later season and, and it never happens and I have no idea if that was just because the plot went somewhere else or if that was the availability of the actor I know Paul Winfield has passed away since
3: I'm not dead.
1: I hope he's passed away since. I don't
3: want to go on the car.
1: If not, happy birthday. I
3: think I'll go for a walk. It's like
0: one of those one of those crazy things about this series. By the way, on a slight tangent.
1: Are you watching Star Trek?
0: How many actors do they get from Star Trek two?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, there's an episode coming up that uh, it's the last one that uh, PS just watched, which is guest starring Majel Barrett. Um,
2: I love, Can I just say I love that? Look, I know this is a spoiler. This is like three podcasts away, but I, that was amazing. That she, was amazing. She
1: does She does yeah. a wonderful, 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 wonderful job. And um, there's a lot of Star Trek connections.
0: There's, there's well, a and, lot. Absolutely.
4: At, yeah. at, at one point, they actually have to kill off a character because there was a scheduling conflict. He yes. was appearing on Deep Space Nine he, at the same time they were filming this episode. I don't remember exactly where it is, so I'm not going to say who who the character is. But that was the big joke: is that he was killed off because he he was was on. There was a
1: there was a character that was supposed to actually be killed on the show in the episode where they called him to kill him. Deep Space Nine offered him more money because it was like it was a longer commitment to Deep Space Nine or whatever. So he left. So they killed him off like half an hour early. So it doesn't really affect the plot. And off camera. Yeah, and off camera. But there was all that back and forth with Deep Space Nine and, and the fact that it's these two juggernaut shows. It's like the little engine yeah. that could in, 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 in the franchise. So, the, so yeah. there, there absolutely was a lot of that too, yeah.
4: I, just just yeah. bouncing off that idea about, about Franklin's dad, it just felt so forced to me that the character development, it didn't feel natural in any way. It's like, okay, here's somebody's dad. We're going to give him a whole bunch of issues around his dad because he doesn't have anything else to do. Yeah. and it's, it's, it's the stereotype.
1: same it's a stereotype it's, it's yeah, a stereotype yeah it is know, it would have been, wouldn't it have been great if his dad came and he and his dad were best buds and they went golfing or something And then yes like
4: well that. you look at you look at like Sheridan's relationship with his father which comes up much later and that's you know, it's it's unusual, and it, it adds something, I think, to his character, that he has a close relationship with his dad. It gives his character an interesting place to go to, eventually. Or Star
1: Trek! Deep Space Nine, Ben Sisko, yeah. and his dad, yeah. when, when Ben gets into trouble, you know, Starfleet Captain, he goes home to his dad. Right. It's those it, it very powerful father-son. It was a stereotype, and I think that if they had tied in General Franklin later on in the series, it may have given this episode some retroactive oomph, maybe, yeah. but it's it, it, not really in... There, there will be retroactive oomph, you know, from another direction that you'll get much, much later in the series. But the episode kind of it becomes one where you realize war is hell, and, it, and I mean it is. It does impact the characters. They all met people who died, so they yeah. all have to live with that. So that, so th- there is that, and there is some long lasting legs to it. But I mean, there is that.
4: And and just again, to go off the idea that you know, this, this episode makes the, the war feel politically relevant to more than just people on Babylon five, my only argument there is this is really the only place where we see that. You know, Earth sort of stays out of the Narn Centauri conflict after this point, unless it's Babylon 5. And so the idea that all of these, you know, ground pounders go out there and there's this big battle and everybody dies and it's very traumatic, it just feels very hollow because, again, there's no follow through and there's no lead in to it. It just feels like it feels like a true standalone episode. Uh You could watch this having no background with the show and it makes sense and you can leave it out of the entire series and. Absolutely nothing, you know, happens up until much, much later, in which point, at which case... We have a flashback, and that's really
1: it. Yeah, I will just read that only because I think if you take this episode out of the series, you have no real reaction from Earth to the fact that wars are breaking out everywhere. And I think if you look at other shows... Are you watching Star Trek? ...look at Deep Space Nine, they had had a um, similar conflict where they had conflicts with the Cardassians and the Klingons, and you have all of a sudden in one episode the fact that the Cardassians are sealing their borders and the Klingons are on the move, and it comes out of really nowhere. I mean, parts of it were foreshadowed, but it literally happened between episodes. So I think that while we're just sitting here in the vacuum of Babylon 5 looking at it, saying, mm-hmm. oh, that could have been done better, that could have been done better, it was done better than so many other shows that I think it's hurt by looking at it in a vacuum. I think when mm-hmm. you look at it in context of other things, it's actually much more well done. Than you vacuum. know,
4: See, that, yeah, that, I, would, I would completely disagree with that, because I think Deep Space Nine handled the whole thing so much more elegantly, but that's, that's the beauty of yeah. talking about these things is... Um, <laughs> Because uh, in, in, even just to pull in another Star Trek example. Are you watching Star Trek? Next Generation did a really effective episode about characters we'd never met before. Lower Decks. Yes. And you really felt an emotional impact when a character who previously we had, well, we'd met her once before, but that had been years back. Right. Is sort of unexpectedly killed. And it really packs a punch. And Gropos just doesn't even hold a candle to it. Although I will say this for Babylon 5. They come back in the fifth season. They do another similar episode. And it works so well. It's the only episode from season five aside from the finale that I like.
1: I was actually going to say before when they gave my recommended viewing order if you want to skip season five, I'm like, I don't know how to fit that episode in <laughs> if you skip it because you'll be like, what the hell's going on? But, it, but I, it's such I, a good
4: episode. I know
1: exactly what you're talking about. Well, yeah. well, why don't we talk about this a little bit more when we get to that one and we'll, and yes. we'll go back and look at it.
0: I, I had a couple things to say about this episode real yep. quick. I disliked this episode for a number of reasons but the idea that there's all these you know brush fires starting up because of this larger conflict I did like that aspect of it and I thought they handled that well what I disliked was just the kind of randomness of all the the kind of these these little substories they had much of it seemed like just an excuse to give characters they don't use a lot to have have them have an episode like Kefler, or whatever his name is the 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 pilot who's in like who's in like two episodes this entire season
1: Keffer was added at the request of the network, who wanted like the young, attractive you know. I understand who would bring I'm in so... all of these women to the show. Like, He's
2: not that attractive. That, well, that was one of the
1: problems; like, that it really didn't work out. Too <laughs> but and, well, so, so they kind of shoehorned him in there. But he was never worthy
0: know, of the... that kind of role of the, of the of the pilot. You know, is done much better in other series. I'm not going to name any, but I think we're all fans of it. And it begins with the same letter as the series. But oh, come on, we've already mentioned it tonight. Battlestar <laughs> <laughs> Galactica. Battlestar Galactica does much better job of handling pilots than than this than. than and the, that kind of the, the kind of the difference between the, the pilot
2: hands. is hotter too. Well, yeah, In
0: fairness, too, true. the pilot has a. I'm, I'm gonna go right for Starbucks
1: because I don't find Lea Dama particularly interesting. But the pilot is much more of a prominent
0: character, and also much more has much more personality than. We're definitely yeah, sticking with Starbucks because there's no
1: way. In a oh my pack. god, Lea Dama or Keffer? Who do you vote for there? Oh my goodness. Oof. Okay.
0: Anyhow, um,
2: but, Who vote the one with the towel.
0: But him <laughs> and also just. Uh, General Franklin it was just an excuse to give Dr. Franklin some screen time yeah. and I also didn't like the the subplot with Garibaldi cuz Garibaldi had just had this this kind of rapport he he'd started off with Talia and we had just had the episode with her ex-husband yeah. and, and 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 that that plot that mini plot line with him and her and, it, and suddenly he's in a different relationship and it just made it, it, I, it was, it was, it he feels been forced. Two, if it had been two episodes, uh, it had been three that's episodes earlier true. or three episodes later, it would have been much better. But because it was right where it was, I believe it's actually, let me see. It was actually,
1: so that's fair, but they did have the scene in there, as I recall, where he, he's about to sleep with Dodger and he backs off saying, look, my life is a mess. I've got, you know, Lisa over here and I've got Talia over here and I've got all these that's different, you know, I, I mentioned I was I shot. Still...
3: He's got yeah. options. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So that aspect I didn't like. And then also the fact that it was very much a disposable episode. Once you're done, unless General Franklin ever comes back, everybody else is dead. There's no impact to the the characters, really, beyond... Uh, there's impact to the characters true but it's not there's not like it's not like they're gonna uh, unless uh, ryan spoiled me of course and said that stupid what's her face comes back so that's that's stupid what's her face i said the actress comes back never said who she plays never said never said flashback never
1: Never said flash forward never mind then
2: hey hold the phone now
1: Fun fact, Dodger is actually not going to be a one-shot character. You will see Dodger again. Fun fact, a little spoiler, throwing it out uh, But assuming,
0: yeah. assuming that, this, that that's the end of it, then it's just a one-shot and you just throw it away and you're like, okay, whatever, yeah. let's go on to the plot. And it just it, that, that part of it, I disliked.
1: There is actually, because um, you mentioned... It, you know feeling like it was out of order or feeling like the order was off the last episode we, we're going to cover is uh, in the shadow of zaha doom and the next episode we're starting off the next podcast with will be knives a knife is a knife and a challenge to the death and i know that knives was actually meant to come before in the shadow of zaha doom and i remember when we were watching knives danielle was watching it with me and she commented that the characterization seemed off after what we saw the previous week so just put like a flag up to watch for that during the next i'm looking
0: uh, i'm looking at the i am or the uh, wikipedia page and they have the um production numbers as mm -hmm. well as the order they're aired in and knives was 216 while shadow of zahadoom was 217
1: there's uh, there's foreshadowing in knives about the icarus and then it was supposed (laughs) to play off in the next episode and now it looks like whereas now it comes across as a reminder about,
0: well, you know, we and know. If, it, if it's still done okay, then that's not a problem. It's a very brief, it's a very, 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 very brief uh-huh.
1: thing, but it was a, it, it was meant to be that way. So watch for that next time and see if you can pick up on any reverse characterization, like something that looks like it should have come before In the Shadow was uh-huh. a Zahadoom that comes after in that. It's just something to watch. Okay. Um, and then moving on to All Alone in the Night, which is one of those in star trek are you
0: watching star trek
1: it's a stereotypical story of the captain gets kidnapped and the crew has to go rescue him
0: Yeah, know it's it's like the one time the captain does something right because he has or to, something happens to him
1: of course he gets kidnapped and you know on a really really hokey looking alien set with all of these really really hokey looking aliens are you watching star trek now you'll notice that he is um captured with a narn and i know he's a narn because when i looked at the credits he was introduced as, he was narn.
3: as a narn right. keep, an,
1: keep an eye on him you will see him again. He will get a name. He, he He's played by a very, very, very solid actor. Great screen presence. I love his character. You'll see him again. I'm just I thought
0: saying, I already saw him again in that episode where the Narn ship...
2: Yeah, I think he's again in this batch.
0: He, he is in the batch again? Okay. You, I, I thought I saw him again in this batch. I might have been mistaken, but... Uh, well, yeah, the, I mean, Narn he's pretty obvious when he comes... Same. like
2: it, 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 it when this random narn appears and like starts talking like we know who he is. I figured it was this guy.
1: Was it? Which one was he in from this season? I thought to... it was the, the one, one where all the Narns show up. Okay, okay, you're 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 correct, and you'll probably see him after that. I just always get amused when like my favorite character starts off as like guy number four. <laughs> You know, yeah. I, I always think that like the six. Narn. The Narn. Yeah, like he doesn't even have a name. He's like the guy from Galaxy Quest. Like he's like. He that's right exactly it. What? He's guy. He doesn't have a last name. <laughs> he's guy. He
3: shows up. I'm just a glorified extra, Fred. I'm a dead man anyway. If I'm gonna die, I'd rather go out a hero than a coward. Guy. Guy. Maybe you're the plucky comic relief. Did you ever think about that? Plinky. So
1: well,
2: his last name is Narn. His first name is The He's a the Narn. <laughs>
1: well, well done, P.S. I like that. So you've got the two different plot points here. You've got Delenn going home to the Grey Council, and you're not sure what's going to happen. You have Lanier going. Just no. Does Lanier go with her? I can't. Lanier. Lanier goes with her. her. Does he? he does. Where's Lanier at the end? Because isn't because she because flying back to the station and she participates in the rescue.
2: I thought that she left Lanier behind so that he could tell people where she. Like what? I mean, I thought it would be.
1: Okay, that's yeah. Because it doesn't seem Lanier like to. You to
2: think he would have to leave her, leave him behind, so that they know where she's gone? Other, I mean, it would be weird if they both drove off together and people would be like, "Where are the Mimbari?" Ambassador Delen is indisposed at the moment. Perhaps you would come back later. Much later. There's no Mimbari here. Ambassador Delenn
3: remains indisposed. Indisposed?
2: She's in a cocoon!
3: Yes?
1: So you have the return of the Agamemnon, Sheridan's old ship. You have the return of the General Haig character, which P.S. kind of missed on her first watch there He have... was also empty.
2: Yeah, I, I cannot picture this guy. I must. I missed this entire subplot of this episode. Well, it
1: was only 12, 13 minutes. It was, it was, it was, if you blinked, you missed it. And you have, obviously, Delenn returning to the Grey Council. Last time she was there, they wanted to promote her and, and put her in charge of everything. She declined because the chrysalis was more
3: important. It's greater and, now... and blah, blah, blah.
1: And now you have Nehru. Nair- from season one, step forward. The warrior cast is now taking control of the Great Council. Five to two. I, I...
3: I commented on that. For you'll, to, you'll appreciate for, this. No, a it. A warrior to fill Delem's religious seat on the Supreme Court. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
1: And, um, oh, one thing I think we talked about last time, which I looked up, when Dukat was on the Great Council 10 years ago, he was actually the 10th seat. He was the one to lead the council. There were actually 10. And so it was him and then the three and the three and the three. No idea how the hell they did voting there. But there there are now actually... They needed
2: the deputy headmistress to break the tie. They did,
1: which has never happened. It's never been... It's never happened. And you have... I'm
2: waiting for a tie to break.
1: <laughs> exactly. She just sits there all night waiting for someone to pass something. So you have. So what do you have? You have. Okay. Hold on. Let's do this. We have four, and then we have three,
0: and then we have two. Right. Yeah. There's two now. There's two religious, three working, and uh, or three worker and four warrior now. Right. And I love Neuron's last line. Go back to Babylon Five and stay
1: there. So that shows really how much clout you have in the in the newly formed uh. government there. So that's obviously something which will impact the series going forward. Sheridan, his capture. Everything is very bland, except yep. for the fact that he has that dream.
2: A crazy
1: dream. Yeah. A crazy dream, a crazy dream, which I swear to God was a crazy caution induced dream because that just seems like something Kosh would do.
3: Understanding is a three-edged sword.
0: Crazy foreshadowing
3: dream, probably. Yes,
1: and, and what do we have? We have a Vanuva with a Veil with a, with a... Okay, Aaron, why don't you take the first shot because P.S. is seen a little bit forward, so let's see what you think is going to happen here. You got nothing? Can't you just
3: do it for me? Can't you just prepare all my stuff for me? I mean, what are you doing right now? Nope. Yeah,
2: I... <laughs> All right, I've got a theory. Well, I know what I know. What do you know? Who I am means I've seen that far, but the rest of it I'm not sure. I mean, I I would have guessed that possibly the um psycop thing might mean Sheridan is secretly a telepath, but now I'm not so sure. Okay. Given other something else, you know what I mean, Ryan? Yeah, I do you know why I'm well, not sure now? Because
0: yes, yes. yeah. In the, well, in the shadows, of Zaha Doom, I don't. I think he would use any telepath Pathic powers he has to read yeah. more so that I would guess
2: I, I would have told you that he doesn't even know himself but
1: who, who is the man well, in be, who is the man in between
2: the man in between is searching for you, says Michael. Does it matter that it's Michael?
1: I can't of a direct reason why it would be important now. Okay,
2: <laughs> the man in between is searching for you. Well, Morden hangs out with the shadows and the shadows live in hyperspace, which is kind of in between. Very good. Okay, and then we get Sheridan dressed up like a psychop.
0: You were the hand. The only hand I can think of is the hand, the, what is it, the hand reaching? The from great the hand stars. reaching from the stars. The uh. hand reaching from the only, yeah. That's the only one I can think of.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's, there's stuff There's stuff in there, I don't even know what it means, <laughs> um, but, the, <laughs> but the major stuff... I think
2: some of it is just you appear mysterious.
1: Uh, some of it, uh, I swear to God the birds are there just because there was like a breakout in the zoo that day and they had like a raven just landed on them as they were feeling the same. Like uh, Some of the stuff I actually don't... I
2: think it's because birds are mysterious, like birds are creepy. Cog,
1: death, help me out here. Do you know what the birds
3: mean? Not a damn clue. Cog?
4: Um... Nope. <laughs> we got nothing. So, In fact so, as she was going through that I was thinking Boy I don't even know what <laughs> I, don't, I couldn't and it, even it, tell it, you If the, the
2: English teacher I can't, can't explain The symbolism there isn't any
4: there isn't exactly but then
1: but can I just tell you there's a plot point coming up Michael had a dream when he was on Babylon 4 of him and Jeff defending the station to the last man I just got that like a month ago I was was talking to PS and it clicked in my head so sometimes some stuff may be a little bit ambiguous until you actually think about it so we will have to see on that so then at the end of the episode Sheridan will be rescued through a joint operation with the Agamemnon and Babylon 5 and Delenn and her little scooter comes along for the argument too and Sheridan and, and the Narn are rescued
2: I found some references to raven symbolisms. Raven symbolizes thought and memory, or the Celtic incarnation of the goddess of war is a raven.
1: I have no doubt there is meaning to the raven. I don't recall it, and I don't think it's necessary for the full enjoyment. I think it's one of those, oh, that's fun, kind of things.
2: In Japanese culture, the dove symbolizes war, because doves were used as messengers during battles.
1: Yeah. I want to give that some more thought, too, after we're done with this, because there's got to be more meaning to that dream than even I remember just having watched it. So at the end of the episode, we find find out that Sheridan was sent, P.S. this is I think what you zone through, Sheridan was sent to Babylon 5 by General Haig back in points of departure. Right before we go to the opening credits, General Haig says, I have a mission for you, and you find out that mission is to A, by order of the President, take command of Babylon 5, and B, I, as General Haig, want you to spy for me, and I want you to check out the staff of Babylon 5, the command staff, and I want you to tell me if these people are loyal. Not like some of the tests that we're going to see coming, but he, General Haig, has has his ears to the ground he sees things happening that he's not comfortable with he wants to build a base of support of people he can trust and he wants to know if sheridan in babylon 5 can be counted on so Mm -hmm. he has actually been investigating everyone since he arrived which as soon as you see that scene and it starts to unveil you think it's something much more sinister that sheridan's been doing there but he actually is forming and you see the very beginning of a spark of a resistance movement in this episode Uh you know what's something is happening We know something's happening. And you see that start to build here. Now, when I first watched this again, I thought it was happening too abruptly. And I thought that was...
0: Well, if you think about it, though, this is the, what, the 12th episode of the season, something like that? I mean, look, wait, it's, um... It's the eleventh episode of the season. You don't know why Sheridan was picked. It's ten episodes, no idea, and then eleventh episode they finally say something. It, I, I thought that was that was good that they waited that long for it. Yeah. And I didn't think that it was abrupt personally. It came out of nowhere for me, but I didn't feel like it was jarring. Is the, way, the that's the way I want? Yeah, it wasn't jarring. It was it was cool that it came out like that.
4: And I think that, that we matter. got some we got some foreshadowing of this too, mm-hmm. with that Sheridan revealing that he'd been looking into that Section Thirteen, which of course never gets brought up again. And th- there were a few things earlier in the season, <laughs> really. Just, <laughs> That's a yeah, <laughs> to to uh, that laid a little bit of groundwork that Sheridan is doing more here than what we're seeing. He's clearly got a bigger game in mind.
0: Yeah, what was the episode where he talks about he's like a, a he's a crazy like conspiracy buff or something? Yeah. Well, what uh-huh. it was is
1: they they brought up that whole thing with Bureau Thirteen the, the in the in the control. In, in the dead telepaths walking around, and what actually happened was there was an RPG game named Bureau Thirteen. There was something that was copyrighted as Bureau Thirteen, so we couldn't use that particular phrase again. So you could argue that Bureau Thirteen, because Sheridan found out the name, is now just called something else. It's a way of, of, of and it makes sense. You know, it sucks if you spent all that time trying to get the name, but you know they're now under new management or whatever.
0: They just. Be- They're Bureau 14. (laughs) It's like, it took me a whole year to get the name and then they changed the name he's like, damn
1: it. Bureau 14, they'll never find (laughs) us now. Who would think? So So they get that going on there. So yeah, I mean that, I thought that was really well done, that it does start to advance that plot, that we are part of Earth, but we have to It's really kind of, It's through. kind of the beginning yeah. of
0: the kind of Resistance arc that continues a little bit with the Doctor episode. I'm trying to know which one that is. That's uh, Hunter Prey coming up a couple yeah. episodes later.
1: Yeah, former Vice President Clark, President Clark's physician, was, was privy to the fact that the Vice President was not ill when he, due to illness, got off of the plane about to explode, or the spaceship about <laughs> to explode. <laughs> it's like it's, five seconds before it explodes, he's like, I... Got a hangnail, jumps out the door, the thing
3: blows. Well, down. that's actually the next episode, so let's jump right into let's it. Although right I will it. say about, about all of that, my sole comment in response to all of that General Higg is a tea partier. <laughs>
0: Good times.
1: Oh my. And, and we'll see how, how that works out for him in his next appearance on
3: Babylon. <laughs> Moving on, episode 12 Acts of Sacrifice.
1: Yes. P.S. You will understand that comment moments into the next episode that you watch. So, okay. acts of sacrifice. Now, the one thing I want to talk about this episode is the casting. I can't recall who played the presidential physician here, but you can get the sense that this guy has never stepped foot
0: out of the richest cities on that, earth. And that's actually not that. That's not acts of sacrifice. That's the. That's that's episode thirteen where. We're th- yeah. 12 is acts of sacrifice. Oh well, I'm just
1: gonna make that comment now because I will forget to do it right. later. When we get to, to the episode coming up, dealing with the first. Well, the
2: doctor was played by Tony Steedman.
1: Well, well, I, even I've got sounds right like here. even sounds
0: like a stodgy old white man.
1: No, you know, I mm-hmm. mean, he, like he's in down below and he's got his like billion dollar wristwatch and he's leaving the message to his wife because he doesn't think he'll make it. He is so out of his. And then Bull from Night Court grabs him, which was unforeseen. He did that part really well. Like I sense that he had. Like you wonder if he's like used to working on these great sets. And he's like, I'm going to a spa factory. Where? What the hell are you to me to? So maybe that was actually real life bleeding over into the world. But I thought that was fantastic. But acts of sacrifice. As I recall, that would be the boom shaka laka laka, boom shaka Yes. Boom shabba
0: laba
1: laba, boom shabba laba laba. Hey there, hey there. Yeah, amen, <laughs>
2: there. Oh, yes. Sheridan are, to intervene militarily on behalf of the Narns, Ivanova tries to institute an ambassadorship with a visiting alien.
0: That, by the way, was one of the, the few moments I had to actually press the mute button <laughs> while I was watching the show. It was during a, a, a Ivanova's thing. I just couldn't, I couldn't listen. It was, it was oh, too... It
3: was great. It, it is so great. <laughs> She has, the, she has to engage in the fine art of diplomacy, and she's told, you know, get them on board. I don't care what you have to do. No pressure. Catch <laughs> the sitter. Die trying.
0: I'm sorry. I, I did not like this race that she was, like, at all. I was like, why do we want these people's allies there? Yeah. Like, do they They're have t- a really part in the pun, do they have a really big
1: gun or something that they're going to share with us if, we, if it comes to a firefight? Like, what are these people doing? Well, I like oh it yeah, she, they're going to share their big gun with you. <laughs> when, when, when she starts to like...
2: Maybe they were going to kill us if we didn't have sex with them. That's actually like, a so great they're, episode. They're
1: some of the non-aligned worlds and they're hoping to make an alliance with her. I just love the part where she grabs his, like, tentacle in the back of his skull and is, like, biting it. <laughs> Like, it's just like, ugh.
2: I just love that entire sequence. Like, that thing is just, it's just entirely pure gold.
1: Well, perfectly, because he thought they were having his type of sex are you implying that Lamati's sex is inferior so she's praying to god he hasn't looked up her type of sex ignorance is an inferior trait Or just that they do it the same way. Human style. So that works.
2: Wait, you thought that that was how his creature has sex? No,
1: what I meant was he showed up to have sex his style. Clematis sex. She says we're going to have a human style.
3: Human style.
1: So she's got to pray to God that either A, he hasn't looked up human style.
3: Human style.
1: B, these guys don't do human style too, you know, and and we're just compatible. Our way. So I just thought, I'm overthinking the joke, but that was just, it was such a great great mom. no
2: that's the point that's not overthinking the joke that is the point of the joke right The point of the joke is that she was relying on him not having looked up human sexuality.
4: You do know what this entails.
2: Well, I thought the point of the joke was... So that he would thought whatever she told him was true. What do I do now? I
1: thought the point of the joke was, and I quote, Boom shaka-laka-laka, boom shaka-laka. Boom shabba-laba-laba, boom shabba-laba-laba, hey there, hey there, three bags full. You come here often? Yes,
0: I do. Dinner shabba-laba-laba, drink shabba-laba-laba, kiss 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 kiss, grab! I right. kind of love how the 20th century phrases and, and stuff have survived into the, you know, like, even 200 like 90's years the Like, I have never gone on a date where I've said, show me
1: your
3: portfolio. Like, I just thought that was great. And it's like, you want to do with old style? Lie to me about your family.
1: <laughs> and what was the thing she said at the end? She's like, either style.
3: style old style, you, said, you roll over and fall asleep. New style, you go out for pizza and I, I never see you again.
1: I'll call you. And then the other guy walks over, kisses her hand and shakes her hand.
3: I thought, I thought, you know, well, he you, stole her underwear. Did he? Yeah. Off oh, ne- she The scene where he goes to her quarters, and he's picking up her nightgown, oh, and right. she's like, where's the rest of it? Hey! <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. You need stuff like that, because the season's going to get so dark that you just need a little boom shakalaka-laka, boom shakalaka-laka. Boom shakalaka laba boom shakalaka laba As I've always really do. That could you be really the new...
2: I mean, we knew Ivanova loved to say boom.
1: <laughs> that could be the new Bow Wow effect that we could use.
2: <laughs> What's Bow Wow?
3: bow bow wow
2: oh, oh.
3: My other favorite thing in this episode was that Jerry Doyle does a mean Londo impersonation. Proof that the Narn are barbarians. The they are barbarians.
4: I'm remembering that, but I didn't remember that it was in the episode.
3: Yeah, that was...
1: Oh, Jerry Doyle, for those of you not even following it, he um, after he did Babylon 5, he became a very successful, or I hope very successful, talk radio host. He apparently almost died like within the last few weeks. He, yeah, 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 he told the story he, last week. Yeah, he... Oh, I told, oh, good. Were we here last week? <laughs> I just tell him whatever. It. Last episode, uh, so we covered it. He's still alive. Update, Jerry Doyle. He's still kicking. Just a fish wound. Yay. Yay! Hooray! All right. So access. sacrifice. Okay. So we got that going on. What else we got?
3: The car is pleased by the minimal aid that they can give. You know, he's appreciative for whatever he can get.
1: That's writing on the wall moment. That the only way his wor- pitch of this, the only way your world will be saved, is if the Mimbari and the humans intervene and they're willing to send you potato chips and all the peanut butter you need,
3: ramen noodles,
1: and ramen noodles, and and he knows. That's not nearly enough, and it's not going to do anything, and he still has to say thank you. And it's just, and, and it was actually awkward, because I'm such a great fan of the late Andreas Kostoulos, but he walks out into the hallway, his crying just looked like laughter.
0: Yeah, it didn't it and, did look and, and, and a little I don't strange. Know, I think Ron, it was both. Like, I think it was
2: just so, like, he was so upset but it was also so absurd and just like, how the hell did he get in this situation? It was funny. That's hard to I like, pull off.
0: Even I like PS's interpretation of that a lot. I think that's that's got to be it right there because that was it, it fits it perfectly. Like
2: it's, it's, it's like I can't believe I'm at the point where I just I am begging for peanut butter. You know, what yeah. I mean. Yeah.
1: And mirror for line, we'll do that later on in the show. And I'm looking and Danielle was like, is she laughing? I'm like, no, I think she's crying. And it's weird because it's two of the best actors in the show, but I think it's just so hard to pull off laughter while crying. It's just even, thank God it wasn't Michael O'Hare trying to do it, but it just, I, I Oh God. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 just,
3: hey!
1: I just don't think I, it's just that one moment. It, it almost broke the episode for me. Cause it was like, I would have loved to have seen him just sob and it's, you see it in coming. Your show no, I, I thought
2: it was very strong the way it was. Oh,
1: well, uh, I'm glad. I really am. It's like coming of shadows where he breaks and he's like, they're doing it to us again. And Char then tells security, just leave him alone. Like I was looking for that again. And maybe you don't want to get the same thing twice, but that was what I was looking for there. And instead I was looking at him I'm like, what the hell is Andreas Casals doing over there? So that was just an unfortunate little bump in the road for me. I didn't appreciate that. Maybe as much as I was supposed to, but yeah, that's exactly it. He has all the ramen noodles and peanut butter. He needs, he just needs rocks to throw at them.
4: I get some good stuff this episode. Let's talk about it. he's, Seeing, I think, for the first time that there are personal repercussions to the decisions he's made that, yeah. and it's that Garibaldi won't talk to him anymore, won't be friendly with him anymore, and all he wants is to feel that, you know, he's still able to be forgiven, or, or, or that people will still like him, and it's this very vulnerable side of Londo that just appeals to me so much. Every time I, I rewatch the series, I like Londo more because yeah. it, it makes him a, just a much more complex character, and moreover it makes me as a viewer much more sympathetic to him, and even while, as we're watching, you know, Jakar completely break down, you know, seeing the horrible situation the Nards are in, and it's Londo's fault. It's all his fault. But at the same time, he's this very flawed character who's sort of slowly coming to terms with what it was that he really did. And and the fact that, you know, people are going to look at him differently now.
1: He's got almost like a reprieve, as I recall. will yes. Garibaldi drink with him just for a little while? Like, they have very little time.
4: Yes, and you know. I almost wish that they hadn't... I almost wish they hadn't done that. I think it would have been more interesting if if he'd been left alone, if, if Garibaldi had said, no, there are some things that I'm just not... I'm not going to drink with you anymore.
1: I think that's almost... I wonder if that would be too stereotypical. You know, the fact that, you know...
3: Like, yeah. Well, yeah. there's also the fact that Londo just did this very cool favor. So even though the the Centauri Republic's fortunes are rising, he himself, you know, pretty much the same guy. I mean, he'll he's still reasonable, and you can still ask him. Yeah. To- I mean, yeah. out of the, the window is closing. I like the fa-
1: I yeah. like the foreshadow I, or not the foreshadowing, the foreboding that the window is closing and, and they have very little time left while they can be in these roles with each other. So yeah, I'll have a drink with you today because tomorrow we die. And it's just what you know that change is coming, and you won't see Garibaldi, Lando, friendship, plot points going forward because things are going to change. So that mm-hmm. I I enjoy the use of that for of that just foreboding sense of dread. And, and it does. I mean, when you look at Londo in the pilot. He, He's this very vulnerable guy at the casino, and now you look at him in this episode after everything, and he's a vulnerable guy at the bar. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's and it is sad, and
3: it's progressed, sad. He's progressed a great deal from where he was, and yet some mm-hmm. things remain the same.
4: Yeah, yeah.
0: Huh i think it really illustrates how far the his character has has become more important but also isolated but you think of the first season how he's basically he's a joke to everybody he's he's this he's the ambassador yes but he's like he's you know he's always off gambling and he he, he, he treats it himself as a joke that he's there it's not until signs importance that he, he begins to make a move towards being more important but even then he's still very much just a kind of an, a non-entity within his own people. and with, Yeah, you
1: know. with Londo, it's all about power and choice. And When the series no, okay. begins, he has no power, but he has choices, and as his power grows, his choices dwindle. Mm-hmm. His, his-
2: what I wonder is Aaron, the other person that hasn't seen the whole thing how sympathetic do you feel about Lando? Because I'm finding that I don't feel sympathetic for him much at all.
0: I felt very sympathetic towards him at the beginning, and I feel sympathetic... Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean episode.
2: after he's done this. I don't mean at the beginning, because at the beginning I did like him. I have...
0: I have- I wouldn't say I have sympathy for him. I would say that I pity him at this point. That he's mm-hmm. he's become he's become kind of just a, not a not a good character. He's become he's become a bad person. Really, he started an aggressive war. He's done unspeakable things just to get some recognition and power for himself and that kind of stuff is it, it changes a person and I, I feel pity for him that he sank to that level really i'm, I'm yeah,
2: very p- p- pity is excellent because yeah i think i feel pity for him too because he went too far i think when he could have i think i liked him up until the point where he didn't have the drink with jakar like if he had made that effort there i think he'd have a chance with me
1: Well, it's interesting to see what you're going to think. And I know P.S. has seen the next batch of episodes, but the episodes for next week, it gets even worse. And it's one of those things where, you know, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And I'm curious how you'll approach the character in the episodes going forward. Because he's really, his character is is a complete circle, I think, in the series. And you have to really take the bad and then the good and then the bad and then the good. So I'm, I'm just really, really, really curious where you end up with him.
3: I like how Wando, as you say, he starts having no power and he can do anything he wants to. Yeah. And then by this episode here, his opinions carry much weight back home. There's this businessman here who's bribing him with things that are technically illegal. You know, anything you want, you know, just help me out. And he's really amassed not only official power, but unofficial power as well. It will go to him because he... get things done.
1: It's hard for me to even get into his character right now because I can tell you in the next batch of episodes I really, really, really it it was so awkward to almost watch Londo because it was so distressing to see him and you know that you at the same time pity the guy and and like the character so he's really well done and he's probably one of the best i think characters in the show because he because you have that impact p.s can hate him i can love him you i've
2: I've forgotten what you're referring to in the next batch could you just say what episode you mean long twilight
1: struggle
3: so um i've already forgotten the name of the episode so well done
1: and by the time this episode comes out
3: it will be long long (laughs) Every single episode of the B five. I don't mean to spoil, but, but. part A, <laughs> part B, part C, part D.
0: Please refer to the script link attached. Oh, I can understand it's hard to it's hard to maintain.
2: Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about, Ryan. Sorry.
0: Yeah, it's hard to maintain spoiler freeness when you have when it's so arc based because you want to comment mm-hmm. on the next part of the arc
2: as much as you can. Yeah, you are, you are I, I don't on. mind the vague stuff, really. I mean, this would have mean meant nothing to anybody who had not seen it. He just gave me the title of the episode so that I knew what he meant.
3: So Delenn wants to keep Minbar out of the Narn Centauri War when Jakar goes to talk to her about interfering. She says, okay, we help you. And then a few years later, when your military is at full strength, uh, you're going to beat the Centauri and the Centauri are going to ask us for help. And then what do we do? And I want to know, where are her gravity rings? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Get out of my quarters and never talk about the Grey Council again. But she's what? Never. Actually, used I'm not on the Grey Council anymore. You can talk about them all you want. I've been thrown out of <laughs> maybe, office.
2: Maybe when when she got kicked off the Grey Council, they took back her rings.
1: <laughs> they did. Oh. She goes back. The rings don't work anymore. They pulled the code. She's like, God oh, damn it. <laughs> Pretty she's they're pretty the, rings
2: she's trying
0: the <laughs> rings and it's like mm, mm. Fact, she was trying to use the rings in that scene and we just don't we can't tell because you know, they didn't work
2: <laughs> Like she, she has her hand behind her back with the rings on am just like oh shit
0: he's wearing like a lead girdle or something
3: to try to just like
1: <laughs> the rings with, before I go and ask him for help I need to bring some okay
3: we, we have officially jumped the shark tonight with the mention of Jakar in a girdle <laughs> it's not
2: a woman's girdle it's a man's girdle Make
1: girdles for Okay. <laughs> well, no, I'm sorry. Just I'm, say I'm, that. sorry.
2: I'm sorry. very <laughs> I have
1: to bring this up. I was just listening to one of the commentaries on the, one of the DVD box sets for for an episode that we've actually covered. Pierre Jurisic tells a story about how he was, they always have played jokes on Joe Strasinski. I don't know how it started, but anyway, Joe Strasinski was playing a joke where he wrote a scene into an episode with a Londo Jakar love scene. He actually wrote into the episode that Jakar was going to, either based on Narn physiology or whatever it was, Jakar was going to have some type of sex change operation, so you would have Andreas Kassoulas dressed up as a woman in bed with Londo, and he wrote it into an episode as a practical joke. And Pierre Jurisic and Andreas Kassoulas are like, oh, great one, Joe, great joke. He's like, no, really, we're filming this. And they went so far (laughs) as to have the prosthetic department go to Andreas Kassoulas with the breast props and everything to get measurements (laughs) and everything and they were like a a day away from they they were learning their lines and it was this whole thing and they're like oh this seems very out of character no it's great it's really arc based leads into the shadows and it's this whole thing and and, and they they did the whole thing up and and that, that was just kind of the set that they had going so
2: I, I think I That's ship Londo to car now. Yeah,
4: exactly. <laughs> I know,
2: me too. Well, they did
1: that too, in the when they were doing the Londo plays cards with Lanier episode, they kept walking in with all these different penises for Londo. Do you think the veins in this one are too throbby, Joe? And he's, like, eating lunch with his wife, and he's like, oh my god. <laughs> so, I mean, it was a really... <laughs> <laughs> I but can't wait to find out about his tentacles. <laughs>
2: That's the only thing that gives me balls.
1: What? Oh, the tentacles? You couldn't write yeah. them, could you? <laughs> we have, I, we no
2: have
1: tentacle. sticks. No tentacles. We have six, and the women have slots on their backs. So
2: oh.
1: You guys took them somewhere, dude.
2: Sexual activity? <laughs> all right. Hunter, All yeah. of them? You need uh, all of them to do it? I have,
3: I have one last comment on this episode. It's not related to really anything. Someone, I, it's been a while since I've seen the episode, but there's some point where somebody's communicating on the vid, and the person on the vid, I swear to God, it's Aaron from 24.
1: Aaron was in something I watched. I think you're absolutely correct. I think it.
3: You're. You know. He very young, and he has hair, but you, it's Aaron. You were absolutely correct.
1: Aaron is in something because I remember watching it, and my mother-in-law was over, and she was, is obsessed with Aaron from Twenty Four, and she was all jumpy over it. So you, you're absolutely correct. He was also on second season episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation. Are you watching Star Trek? Name that episode and win a quarter, or just wiki it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay,
3: you need to stop mentioning Star Trek. I am so drunk. Well, why don't we
1: go over and, and, and exchange on that, and then we can talk about Babylon 5. <laughs> or we can talk
2: about Battlestar Galactica
1: on both of them. There you go. solved. <laughs> uh, Hunter Prey, bull from Night Court,
3: kidnaps the, President
1: Clark Stark.
3: The, the best part of Hunter Prey is the mention of the methane bathrooms as the most unpleasant place on the station. <laughs> <laughs> you no,
2: know, the best part is Garibaldi's hat. That is a yes, very, yes.
3: very... Yes. That, that can is can on the hat. That
1: his is hat
2: is excellent. amazing and I love it
1: it is it is it is absolutely a most excellent hat that he's wearing there I think they they, they were gonna no the hat makes an appearance again the
2: hat makes
4: another appearance. thank you oh goody
1: no because I was wondering when the hat makes an appearance where the hell I saw the hat before now I'm looking at the guide page to hunter prey and it's all making yep. sense to me
4: alright yep. see
2: yeah
1: Everything's working well, so I I made my comment from that. Um, I just think it was you know terrific that even just the casting of of the, of the dude who plays the doctor. I just think was was very very well done. P.S. thought so too. She was breathing into the microphone to show so. I just haven't.
2: Oh, thing um,
3: from- hey, I I need to j- just jump in here and say I have dying battery power, and last time I tried to plug my phone in, it overheated and stopped charging. Okay. So I just—if I go away, that's why. Do you have anything you want to say before you go away? In *Hunter Prey*, I notice that they start improvising because it didn't go according to the plan, but, and they, they just sprung this all on Sheridan, and they're improvising. And this is always a bad idea. Sheridan hates it, and I conclude therefore that he must be a Slytherin because Slytherins plan everything, and we like to plan. So he must not be a Slytherin.
2: No, so he is, a Slytherin because is not he hates just improvising. a Slytherin thing. I no, like I'll get to it. plan. You
1: have plans set for what happens when things
3: go wrong. But Sheridan wasn't involved in the planning. This is all being sprung on him. And he's like, and now you're improvising. Great. Now what do
1: we do? But wouldn't he as a Slytherin then have a plan for when things don't come without plans?
3: You need to ascertain all the details. That's Does
2: this mean yeah. all the Cylons are now by sli- by default Slytherins because they had a plan? I thought
1: you were going to say bisexual Slytherins. I really did. I don't know why.
2: Boom shubba lubba lubba. Boom shubba lubba lubba. Aaron's like, hmm. <laughs> bisexual Slytherins, this, uh, right?
0: this conversation's taking a turn. I was just going to say, we're <laughs> <they're> way <laughs> off course. The
2: talks are
0: over for the day. We shall commence again tomorrow at
2: the hour of longing. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I uh, I found uh, the name of the episode, Ryan. Are you
1: watching Star Trek?
0: It's peak performance. He was actually also in another episode of Star Trek: Next Generation. Can you name that episode?
1: Uh, well, I know he was in Star Trek Generations. He blew up. He was also in an. He was also in a Star
0: Trek Voyager episode. A Star Trek Enterprise episode.
2: Which guy was he? Who were we talking about? Well, who was in? Gen- I just actually just watched Star Trek Generations very Actors recently. Actor's name yeah.
0: is Glenn Morshower.
1: He was the guy on uh, the Enterprise B.
0: Going up, soon.
1: It's having no effects, sir.
2: Mind the steps, sir.
1: Or the track, the the warp. It's not.
2: Hold on, sir. <laughs> oh, Enables. I don't yeah.
1: remember that guy. Yeah. Your floor, sir. Well, remember the the dopey captain's like, unplug the the, the toaster. And okay. See if that, and the guy's like, that's not
0: working, sir. He blows up. So. Have a good day, sir. So he was guard number one in a Star Trek Voyager episode. I don't
1: remember guard number one from a Star Trek Voyager. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Star Trek
0: Enterprise. Uh, that's way, it's farther up. Right. <laughs> Someone you equally forget. I'm him. on IMDb, obviously. Yeah. It was also in a bunch of West Wing episodes.
1: I remember him from what? Who was he in West Wing?
0: Mike Chrysler. I think he was a, I think he was a Secret Service agent.
1: Oh, I don't remember him. Okay.
0: Her, the episode was called North Star. The character's name was McReady.
1: Oh, I remember him. He played the sheriff. It was a really weird episode because they were trying to save Earth and they stopped off at the, at the Western planet for a week. Very odd it's not like hmm. they had to refuel on western crap for a second oh, i thought you were west...
2: talking about west wing
1: yeah yeah they, exactly they stopped off in the western town from the white house
3: service agents. there was Is... one here in this episode looking for the doctor
1: now the interesting thing about this episode i love the part where they have um, oh no right, down, sorry
3: but,
0: yeah sorry the west wing character he was he was like a he was a, a situation room guy that's who he was he wasn't he wasn't a, a secret he, Oh, I okay
1: yeah i remember him okay yeah
0: he I was know. in the he was in those those kind of situations a lot sorry Sorry to interrupt. I think he was in the episode where we invaded
3: Canada, as I recall. Yeah, don't in, apologize for interrupting Ryan.
0: <laughs> he was in a bunch. It was in nine episodes, so he was in, he was in a You're bunch. You're so. going
3: to get a word in edge-wise.
0: You've got to just
1: go for it whenever it's possible. So, yes, so they the make up the... In
3: two years, Kosh has never asked to speak to anyone, and he wants to speak to Sheridan. who has been there two years since Takashima. Lieutenant Commander Takashima! was reassigned. He
1: has done nothing but blow up Deathwalker and do that thing with Tali. Reflection. Surprise. Terror.
0: For the future.
1: Hire her for a job for a couple days. He has done absolutely... With the VCR. With the VCR. He has done absolutely... Nothing, since he's arrived in the station. What I was going to say was I love the fact that when the Secret Service agents came on the station looking for the doctor, Sheridan and Ivanova made up the fact that he could be downtown, <laughs> which, is, <laughs> yes. which is like downtown. basically behind the air
0: conditioners, was basically down, and they
2: downtown Downtown. Like, They're <sighs>
0: Pressure doors are gonna have to go through forty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he knows the number. He's already he's already thought about this all
3: the then way. Then
1: they're through. gonna have to gr- then they're gonna have to go through the great mucus pit.
3: If I thought for one second that you were betraying me, I'd be forced to suspend you headfirst in the bog of eternal stench.
1: And then my favorite part is, I would have loved if Vivavo was like, yeah, you know where I think he's hiding behind the chompers and then cutting jelly. <laughs> this episode is
3: badly written. <laughs> supposed to get through this <laughs> it's <a chomper>. uh, <laughs> Just like Galaxy. What Edge. I liked about that. what I liked about that was that Sheridan, he just presents this information and lets the special agent Cranston act on it the lead. Why, lead's exactly what he
1: would want to surround himself with you <laughs> the scanner. That's just... where he must be. I, I'd like to point out that he's probably hiding inside Jakar's lead girdle that he was using.
3: This
1: is outrageous! To, uh, get into Delenn's quarters in the previous episode to ask for military aid.
3: This will, of course, be reported to the highest authority.
1: Well, I thought it would be great if they're like, start with Gray-17, he must be in there. I, I...
3: Not to jump ahead. Chris Kevin Oh, for crap. Not, not to jump ahead. Um,
1: so, of course, you have Bull from Night Court capture the doctor, and then you have Garibaldi
3: with his big hat step in and save the world. And you have. I love the Freddy dishes out. I'm going to have your eyeball swooned out and served on toast. We
1: end the episode with cautious ship. Being used to shield the doctor so he can get away, Mm -hmm. and how it's a very different experience for him when he's inside the ship and the ship is talking to him. The ship
3: is singing to me. Then listen to the music, not the song. He's like, hmm. A lot of because my battery just beefed at me at one point, I forget who it is, but it's a fragon beta crystal instead of fracking. Yes, they
2: do say that. Fracking. Big fracking deal. Mm.
1: Well, it's well. This is on Farscape On Farscape Frelling. it's Frelling. It's Frelling, mm-hmm. and it's shit. It's, Frack is
2: clearly superior
1: Is Drell?
4: Yes.
2: No, because if but.
1: you drink too much, you're you're a uh, Dren face, as I recall, or Drell face. Dren. Dren. I don't know. Dren. I think it's
4: Dren. I
1: think I think it's. This is an enormous amount of Dren.
3: All right, guys. Well, uh, we're at an episode ending, so go on to discuss episode fourteen. I will talk to you all later. Good night. So
2: say we all. Good night. All right, good night. So say we all. Have a
1: good day, sir. So we got three episodes left to go. We've got There All the Honor Lies and now for a word in In the Shadow of they There All the Honor Lies is the most obvious, I think, set up if I recall for a um that's the Membari warrior kills himself yeah, or, or yeah. tries to frame uh, Sheridan obviously the gun's laying on the ground you can't trace the coding on the gun no is that correct? What's yeah, the, yeah. It, it, there was no yeah. serial number on the gun so you can't trace the gun and you have the eyewitness of the, of the Membari and so forth and you have that great payoff from the prior episode, from the poker game from last season, where Londo knows damn well that Membari can lie to protect another, mm-hmm. and I think Lanier does an awesome job in this episode. I love when Zach Allen is pursuing the Membari, and Lanier walks behind him. He's like, oh, yeah! and, <laughs> and Zach just goes down like a bunch of bricks. Um, I thought that I thought that was very well, and obviously, I love
2: Lanier. Yeah, and,
1: and yeah. He's like, hello, grasshopper. And just the way the episode ends the fact that Lanier would take the fall for it and betray Shane the house. This is this is definitely Lanier's biggest episode of date.
2: Is this where I had changed my Skype status to Lanier is a mofo?
1: I believe it was. Yes. I believe I believe it was Probably. right around right here. I think it's just a fa- it's a very quiet episode. It brings back the whole star killer thing. It shows that Sheridan will not be trusted anymore, even if he gets off this and he would have to be replaced, and that Delenn really doesn't do anything to help him. It's not a massive plot episode, but and I forget if this is actually the episode it may have been this episode of the prior one where sheridan is walking with garibaldi garibaldi sees a ranger walking right by him i remember jerry doyle looks over at the ranger as as sheridan's talking and then looks right back you know so obviously sheridan didn't know what it was but garibaldi knows the rangers are on the station i love that little bit of foreshadowing right there mm-hmm. i forget which episode that was directly in
4: i just i love the bit with the uh the, the babylon five merchandise yeah. And the whole and yes. the whole thing, j- just based on some interviews that I've read, is that Peter David's wife made the Babylon Five bear the Bear Babylon f- Five bear for bear.
1: Joe Straczynski. For Joe Straczynski. And he just,
4: like, Hated it. He was so offended by it that he wrote this whole subplot. And it was just so he could throw the bear out the
1: airlock. <laughs> no, I remember two stories from that. There was a cancer patient who loved the show, who was very near death, and I remember, like her last big laugh was that last scene where the bear scrapes up against the windshield of the, of the Starfury. And the other bit was that Peter David. Who writes a lot of the um, the, the post series novels, as I recall, uh, those trilogies, mm-hmm. post series, was doing a show on Nickelodeon called Space Cases at the time. Yeah. And he wrote in an alien called, like, the Straczynskiites. Or whatever, and they had this little <laughs> war words going back and forth between them for a long time and, and based on that. So, yeah, that, that was actually the J.S. Bear, John Sheridan Bear. I just love Londo coming out of the, the elevator by Ivanovar and Sheridan with his little doll there. Can we talk? Like, <laughs> He's just so because the dolls are not anatomically,
3: anatomically correct. correct.
4: Because he's fully
1: functional and anatomically correct. I just thought that was awesome.
2: He's like a Ken doll or something.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: And he's like standing
1: there, he's like, you know, he's like, so you feel like you've been cast in a bad life. <laughs>
0: I was telling Ryan earlier. This whole that whole subplot reminded me of the sp- scene from Spaceballs. I don't know if you both, if everybody else has watched Spaceballs, but there's the scene where they have merchandising.
3: Merchandising, merchandising, where the real money from the movie is made.
0: And they have the they open up the the, the Spaceballs gift store.
3: Walk this way, take a look. They put
4: the picture's name on everything. Spaceballs, the T-shirt. Spaceballs, the coloring book.
0: Spaceballs, the lunchbox. Spaceballs, the breakfast cereal, and unlike like all this, all this crap.
3: Spaceballs, the flamethrower. That kids love this one. Well,
1: I thought it had to be some type of at Star Trek conventions, too. The fact that there's yeah different masks. I love the fact that they had the, they had the uh, Drazi and the human mask and the human and the Drazi mask. Like, yeah. It,
3: yeah. It's 20% off. <laughs> it's,
1: I want this thing shut down by morning. I want it gone. I want it off. Because I love yeah, yeah.
2: I, I thought it was funny but then again I buy all this crap too exactly <laughs> I, I have a Saul doll
1: <laughs> she does well see, I'm so confused I'm she, a has Bill her, doll. she has her Saul doll or Bill doll she has uh, uh, that could have gone badly she has her Saul doll she has her Bill doll she has her iPhone name Saul she's like Saul's hungry I'm like plug him in the other one I don't know what to do with that i <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, got all these, the
2: plastic one doesn't get hungry, should You should name your dog
0: Saul. That would, that would be even more confusing. Exactly. I don't like dogs. It's like Jules from the... Uh,
1: Jules, who used to be on the POFA forum, she, she thought she was done having kids and she didn't have a girl, so she named her new dog Maggie and then she got pregnant and had a girl and she named her daughter, Maggie, she's like, so I technically named my youngest, my only daughter after my dog, but it was this whole thing. Hey,
0: there's, there's, it's okay to be named after the dog, if the dog has a cool name. That's exactly. Fido. I don't know. Sometimes. Yeah,
2: if the dog has a people name, it's fine, but not if the dog has a dog name.
0: Oh, and It doesn't that, have to necessarily be a people name, but like Indiana, for example.
4: I was just thinking Indiana Jones.
0: Exactly. Did anyone
1: catch in this episode the unique casting choice of Sheridan's lawyer?
0: No. No.
1: Where did I recognize her from? Sheridan's lawyer is Natoth, without makeup.
0: Oh. oh,
1: because uh, the actress. That's interesting. Because the actress who plays Natoth from season one doesn't return for season two. She's recast, and the new actress just doesn't work. So they drop the character. So they bring back the actress twice. They're able to bring her back here, and then she'll be back again later on in a different role than Sheridan's lawyer. Obviously, but I think she had some severe claustrophobia issues wearing the mask all the time. But there was there was something with the with
0: the mask. She just couldn't handle it. So they brought her back as a lawyer. <laughs> It's hard with all that the, the prosthetics and stuff. It's and the I voice. feel bad for yeah. Yeah. I feel people I feel people for, feel bad for people like Armin Shimerman or Andreas Katsoulis in this one who has to wear that. Every day, I feel bad when you, have
1: one, when you have one. When you have one line, years. when you have one line, there was an episode Yeah, what the... about
2: all these aliens in the background? There was an episode like just walking on. down the street
1: where Neelix had one line in the whole episode. I'm like, that took him 18 hours to get ready to say that one line. Like, this. yeah. Well, they
2: joke... maybe they do it a bunch in a row. Like, if, the EA, if he has one line, they record it with a bunch oh, alongside like some other episode. No, where I I big
1: part. I don't even think they can really even do that. But they joked in one of the episodes that like Bruce Brooks Claudia Christian, and the and Jerry Doyle, they all show up for the set. This show was really well produced, and that most shows get over at like 2 3 in the morning on overtime, and you're back on the lot at 8 o'clock the next day. They were always done by 7 30, 8 o'clock at night because they were just so well oiled doing stuff. And they never knew what the alien actors looked like because these guys get their... 4 o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning for makeup and they stay in it all day and they eat lunch together and they're in their buds together because they're always in the makeup trailer together. So they kind of hang out in their trailer and all the humans hang out over here and they never saw them without their makeup on. Because <laughs> <was> the <laughs> then by the time they go home, the aliens have another hour to strip everything off and they got to take Murr for lunch, bone out, and they got to do all this stuff. So it's, they've got this whole system going on here. So, we feeling good with that episode? Sure. Yeah, we're kind of moving on. So we got Now for a Word and then In the Shadow of Zahadum. So Aaron, you were talking earlier about Now for a word. Yeah,
0: it was a good kind of a different style episode where they, you, you kind of, obviously this happens many years later, but the episode of the West Wing where they have a news crew come in and essentially do the same thing as in this one where they just, they show it from the news crew's perspective. Final that, cut. Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: final, I'm
2: sorry, I had to do it. Final
1: cut, I don't even think, I wouldn't even compare it this episode because I, this episode was
0: completely...
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a completely different format. I just, I wanted to say it.
0: <laughs> I, I, well, I, I am pleased that you were pleased. Well, it, it made for a good change of pace case also it made it's interesting to see other people's perspectives of the station Uh, you don't always the the station is so centered or the series is so centered on the station itself you don't always get a good perspective from outsiders of what Babylon 5 means to the rest of the universe the rest of the galaxy or whatever so it's good to see that from time to time
1: yeah and it's poll numbers are in like the 40s to 50s to 30s to 40s like it's poll numbers are low obviously you see this episode there's firefights going on right outside the station any episode where you scream close blast doors I'm usually going to love. I'll tell you that right <laughs> now. Close the blast door! But you also have the fact that this, we're a race of people who were almost wiped out because we got involved in, in a firefight we weren't ready for. Yeah. And now we have ourselves putting this station with our flag on it right between two warring parties. A lot of people are going to be very uncomfortable with that. So I think that was really great. I love the fact that we find out little tidbits like former Senator Hiroshi from season one is now out of office. You know, just little bits of follow up. You know, Sheridan giving the speech or giving the, um, making the statement that we couldn't hold our own against the mbari Well, we did win. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I forgot. <laughs> like, it's like those where people just don't get it, and they're not as clueless than as the audience is. The whole thing, obviously, we have the firefight between a Narn warship and a Centauri
0: battlecruiser right outside the station. Which is one of the, the bigger battles we've seen so far. So far it is. At, so at, the, at the station, mm-hmm. at least.
1: Yeah, the Centauri blockade of Babylon 5. The fact that we're going to... And, and share. I was very surprised, actually. Sheridan was able to off-screen convince Earth to make a stand. I would have expected from what we've seen of Earth so far for them to back off and try not to provoke a fight. But then again, we just saw the Gropos and, and and maybe they were, they were itching for a fight. So I don't, I don't know hmm. how I... I still think they would have backed off. I still think Sheridan sure, must have had a very convincing argument for Earth. That moment just seemed a little off for me there. But then, of course, we end the episode with... It's the way we ended a season one episode where Sinclair given the speech about the fact that we have to leave Earth before it's destroyed and we have to bring Marilyn Monroe with us. then gives a similar statement, too, as I recall. Can we talk about the commercial? The commercial is awesome. <laughs> the commercial
2: is awesome. It is so freaky. The commercial couldn't
1: be aired, I think, in Germany, right, because of the little flash across the screen. It, like, violated the, uh... What was the flash? It was a fl-
2: Well, like, no, it says here, it says, and I'm looking on the Lurker's Guide page, it says that he had to make it longer, a longer flash, because if he had made it shorter, then it would have been illegal, because it would have really been a subliminal message. It was like, actually
1: too yeah. long, because you could obviously see it. There's a flash across right. the
2: screen. Right, of I mean, it says the FCC considers subliminal message to be mm-hmm. two frames per second, so they had to make it, make it four.
1: It's um, at the end of the PsyCore commercial. There, it flashes across the mm-hmm. screen. Trust the core. the yeah. but if,
4: if it had been any shorter, no, you wouldn't have, most people, I think, wouldn't have caught it. And I remember trying to go back on the VHS tape where I originally recorded the episode back near when it aired and, like, trying so hard to pause it at the right time. I must have spent a half an hour. Well,
1: I talked about this before. There's a scene in a season three episode The P.S. just saw where they screwed up another show that was going on at the time was doing the same special effects and they screwed up and they showed of I think it was one frame of a different TV show oh, over kidding. the scene, and you can't see it at all unless mm-hmm. you pu- you go frame by frame on slow motion. It was a show called Hypernauts, which was starring the actress who plays Jarena Nefil on Crusade, and it, it's, it's it's the it's me- it's uh, messages from Earth season three. There's a scene where a particular ship near the episode, the end of the episode, is jumping through a uh, jump gate. And if you freeze frame as that ship is going through that jump gate, you will for a moment. Moment, won't be in the jump point you'll be on an alien desert one frame oh, how then, bizarre and he was pissed because they were fooling around and they got that one frame confused so I, i'm assuming there's a jump gate on this random alien desert on the other show but um <laughs> you you i told danielle did you see it? and you like this one you can see something flash on the screen you can't yeah. if it's yeah. that so, i mean
2: obviously they wanted you to see what it was like they said like two frames per second yeah. is an actual subliminal message you can't see it but they wanted the viewer supposed to know what it is wouldn't
1: that be great if all the babylon 5 fans are walking around i must trust the core
0: the core is mother the core is father
2: <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why they had to make it longer, because otherwise, it would have the FCC would have considered it a subliminal message, and it would not have been allowed.
1: Mundanes of the 23rd century have very low attention spans. <laughs> caught the fact there was a subliminal message there. Well, it's such campy acting, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. See, what I always what the commercial made me wonder is like, I know obviously the viewer is supposed to look at it and see that it's suspicious, but do you think in the universe of the show? the average person is supposed to have the same reaction or are, are people like supposed to be within the thrall of Bicor?
0: I I think people who watch the show are more jaded and more cynical than the people who live in this universe. So I think that it's supposed to, I think it's supposed to be a nod to the fans as opposed to a, uh, something that would actually, people would actually, people like, I I imagine Ivanova would, would roll their eyes at the commercial, but uh, the normal average Joe would probably say, Oh yeah, psych whatever.
1: And I'm doing this from memory. I can't picture the kid, but I think the kid was on the TNG episode disaster. One of the three kids Mm -hmm. stuck in the elevator with captain. Oh,
4: I knew I knew. Yeah. That been Look tough. at me. I'm
1: sitting on the couch. I watched it weeks ago. I'm going from nothing, <laughs> and I just instantly knew.
3: Big frackin' deal.
1: He's the. Pl- Is he the kid with the radishes? He's obsessed with, or that was the other guy. That was the other guy.
2: Which the is girl. the kid where it's like he gives he gives the kid all these jobs, and then the last no, kid he's like, "You boy. have radish you're the radish boy." There's
1: radish boy. There's the girl from Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman. No, he was the kid. Every time they were gonna do something, we're gonna die now. He, yes, was, the, was, he was the emo kid from from uh, from. Well, he wasn't emo. He was in an elevator crash. It was very scary. I'm sure. But he IMDb he, search and incoming. And he was wearing spandex, as I recall.
4: They were all Everyone wore spandex. spandex. It was like 1991.
1: They were, I, were all in spandex. Well, I can't get away with spandex. I, the movie I just made of Jen and Lee's visit to, to stay with Danielle and I, I'm looking at myself and the thing, I'm like, I look
0: fat in that. <laughs> you are, in fact, correct. He was one of the kids from Disaster, Score. although it doesn't say which. Wow. Score. Well, That's
2: crazy. I guess he's not credited as Radish Boy. You know
1: what? Actually, I'm actually thinking here gro- between Gropos and this episode, we really do get that sense of war happening. This episode helps too. It's not just Groppo. Yeah. There is this episode that helps too. Yeah. Well, P.S. You weren't enjoying a lot of this part of the season because you didn't see a lot of Lando and Jakar, and you thought that felt just like odd. Like if there's episodes going by that you don't see them.
2: Yeah, I feel like I disliked that it was like I can understand that they're supposed to be interrelated plots and stuff, but I disliked that you would have an episode that's like this is a side fi episode, and even if the other pl- the plots are all related, I feel like you need to address all the plots in an episode. Zooterals, it, it does feel disjointed well,
1: and I, I... I don't think so because there's a war going <laughs> on. Wars, it takes months for each side to one side to wear the other side down. So you... Like, if you saw Jakar every week, he'd be like, oh, we're still at war! Then he runs back in the war room, comes up 20 minutes like, oh, still at war! Goes back... It's like, you don't need to see that, you just need to let... Weeks. I
2: think you could have done it better. I think, I mean, most, I mean most shows, you see all the main characters every week. I think that this... Could have done true. that no, cause and then not. You've got, then
1: you've got forty-three different characters in every episode. No one has lines. You're trying to shoehorn people in. So- it makes I don't think you need to see every character every week because I think that gets forced I like the fact that if Delenn is on minbar and it takes two weeks to get back to Babylon 5 you don't see her for two episodes Well,
2: you no know, it's fine if it's like she's away I'm not saying that you have to be like oh here's Del- hi, I'm still Delenn. but you know I mean,
1: what you know what they're doing though they're they're working on the war effort it
2: just bothered me I yeah. mean it just it hampered my enjoyment of the show because it felt like spreading it out over all these episodes without readdressing the different plot points or having any development in them.
1: War takes I, a long time, and I think that if you yeah. have to have... You know, war still going badly. Check back in next week. War's still going badly. You need... Well, to-
2: then I think they should have had, like, some sort of plot development or something. Like, yeah. I just...
1: But you don't... But you can't... But the... the I think then you lose the realism of it. If you have, you know, between one week and the next, a major, major, major plot point happen, it, it doesn't make sense because if it takes Selen a week and a half to get back from Minbar, you're not going to have, you know, the, the entire war be over in a week, and then you're going to be rushing things. I like the fact that it takes place over a longer period of time, and if the show is to be true to the universe, two weeks of war activity needs two episodes.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you're certainly you're certainly welcome to like it. I'm just saying this is where the show lost me.
4: Yeah, I think I think the reason that it doesn't bother me because that it it would bother me much more if this was happening a little bit later in the series is because we're still building up to a lot of the main action that, you know, the war is not underway. It's not in full swing yet. And yes. so for it to be featured in every single episode would make it feel like it was being fought much more intensely than I think we're supposed to think it is right now. And that I don't know, for, for me, I like not having that constant reminder of just one plot point per episode. I want I want oh. to spread it out because I want to appreciate the scope of it maybe a little bit more. And also speaking from them, you know, having seen the rest of it is I know I know that's coming. I know more is coming.
1: And I just think it would feel so awkward because I always, you know, comment the fact that exposition just annoys me sometimes. You know, every week, like episode one, you know, you have Sheridan and Ivanova in the hallway. How's that war going? Oh, I heard this. Next episode, you know, Jakar walking around in the background just shaking his head. Like, it, it would just seem kind of forced, because in most shows you could do three months later, and you could say you know, the war's been going you know, poorly for one side or the other. I just think it's hard to have a show that takes place almost in real time and, and, and show that. I
2: think it, it's hard to do it, but I think it's doable. And I think if they had made some effort, probably would have been more interested.
1: Fair, fair enough. I will stick with my original point, where I think that when you put 100 percent of the Babylon Five fans in a room and you say everyone who likes this over here, everyone who likes the the opposite over there, I think there's always going to be like one third, like one quarter to one third who's in the minority but very strong in their views. I think I think you're part of that one
0: third to one.
2: Yeah, I yeah, I mm-hmm. I don't care that I'm in the minority. I just which
0: is fine. I, I no. just and there's nothing wrong with being in the minority. Yeah. Th- yeah, no, that's very true. Yeah, I just think that's
1: where you kinda fall like you were you were like the one guy who was like camping out begging Michael O'Hare to come back and and, and fix the <laughs> which I thought was crazy. <laughs> All right. In the shadow, once we're we have anything left. In the shadow of Zahadum.
0: Which I think my this might be one of my this might be my favorite episode so far. Actually, now uh, thinking about it more. If if for just two things, one of which is early in the episode when Veer is speaking with Morden and he he says the line about how the what he wants from Morden is for him to have his head on a pike and from just wave up at him. And can, he's like, "Can you do, can you do that for me, please, Mister Morden?" And he just and he just gives him that same smile that he gives everybody and it's like, "Go go, Veer, Veer." had a that was a great line
3: another, Veer
1: is wonderful fear has another line similar coming up at some point which is not nearly as memorable and I love it as he leaves he turns and waves to Mr. he does the same waving. <laughs> he's like I the other am thing, so I'll, unimpressed yeah.
0: the other great things about this episode I love the, the reference to 1984 but the Night Watchman guy being from the, the Ministry of Peace yeah. and he even calls it mini-packs that I was I was like that's that's so perfect 1984 by the way for me is one of my favorite books of all time you
1: were gonna love so. the episodes to come up into the point, probably where P.S. Excellent. more. Because you you, Excellent. Get, you get into yeah. now President Clark, what is he putting together on Earth? And you see ministries of peace, ministries of truth, a lot of, you know. The ministry of love. Yeah, well, all you need is love. But you, you see strong changes to Earth, and now you have our characters forming almost a resistance investigation mm-hmm. cell towards what's happening on Earth and you see all these uncomfortable changes coming around the pike. I forget if this is the episode where Sharon tells the story about World War II. It is. Where they broke the code and do you like I also wanted that. to mention mm-hmm. that one too. Cause yep. I, I love
0: that kind of history and uh, those kind of historical references. And I, I did love that What's-His-Face is like, yeah, I just kind of fell asleep in history. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
1: and you have garibaldi resign over the fact that more than is being yep. held
0: because because we don't mm-hmm. do that and, and rules
1: count for something and you process yeah. counts and just the fact that mr more than is supposed to be dead because yep. yes had... that's
2: very interesting makes
1: sense that his yes, name is so unimpressive. oh
2: my him. god what oh my god what i just I, oh my god what i just had a big revelation
1: now obviously as i said last time i really believe that the anna sheridan role was supposed to originally be katherine sakai so picture jeff finding out that Catherine is or Catherine,
0: possibly a, well Catherine had ha- been killed and possibly now alive
1: yes or the fact that Catherine was on the ship katherine died but this guy lived why the did- she die and he live and all the various mm-hmm. all the various stuff there and the fact that delen is desperate for mr more than to be released and so he will explain everything now p.s once p.s watched this episode I was so excited they're like p.s what do you think of the big
0: reveal thousands of years ago before the dawn of man as we knew him she's
1: like i don't remember a big reveal
0: thousands of years ago the ice had made the globe innavigable so I'm like, I
1: don't think you're really clicking with this part of the show.
4: Well, this is going to take a long time, so you may want to get some snacks.
1: Aaron, what do you think of the whole Dylan... the big
0: reveal of the first ones um it was another exposition heavy segment uh a
1: thousand years ago thousands of years ago
0: (laughs) and it's like for millions of years they did this and you're like okay tick tock tick tock you still haven't explained why the pool is filled with elf blood i I
3: told you earlier it was the great 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 circuiting circuiting. you didn't mention no great circuiting oh i didn't
0: Thousands of years ago. The, but for me, really, the it, it didn't it didn't feel like that because it was it was such interesting material. The idea of this this, this previous race that had, had been there thousands of years ago. And the and finally getting something about the shadows beyond the fact they're just these shadows. And also kind of I think the reveal that Delenn and Kosh were working together, which was something we really had no idea about, or at least I had no idea about. Then of course the reveal that Kosh is the, like the last Remaining first one. That was. Well, the reveal was
1: that the Vorlons themselves are first ones.
0: okay that's what it was I thought it was that Kosh himself was the last first one the
1: Vorlons themselves are first ones the Shadows are first ones I am a robot and we've actually seen the first ones once before Mm -hmm. if you can guess when that was thousands
2: of
0: years
1: ago I'll confirm it and you'll find out it's confirmed on screen in season 3 but you have seen the first ones once before
2: do I am I supposed to know this at this point because I have no idea
1: yes in season 1 you saw the first ones very briefly let's say about 5 seconds wow in season one, you did see the first one. Oh, first,
0: oh. oh, It was the episode with the uh, where they're they're at the the one planet and um, is that Ivanova that was there? Catherine. It Catherine. Was Catherine. Yeah, and they big shot
2: yeah. at her, and the NARC came along. Well, yeah. if they
0: didn't shoot at her. It
1: jumped in front of her ship and jumped away in like the wake of it, oh, yeah. whatever damaged her. That those were first
0: ones that you okay. saw um, at Sigma. Uh, Sig- yeah, that would have been. If you could just said that was that was what it was, and that would have made sense. Well, there's uh-huh. an
1: episode coming up where you see them again. You're okay. like, oh, I remember
0: you saw you one.
1: Let's see. Okay. What?
2: I, well, when I, I when I saw them again, I forgot, but now when you say that they were there before, I remember.
1: Yep, so that was all planned. So obviously, all of this has happened before, and all of this will happen again.
3: Thousands of
2: years ago. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. You're welcome, you, welcome.
1: welcome Peter. And so the fact that, you know, there have been multiple
0: shadow wars thousands of years ago they're trying to most pull. recent was what, a thousand years before thousands of years ago one thousand years before. thousands of years ago before, yeah. and like one ten thousand years before something like that thousands of years ago
1: they're staggered. and the and the last two have been especially the last one have been different than those that came before I will say, uh-huh. that. and you'll find out that the, that the tactics are changing a lot as you get into it. They talk
0: about how they're kind of they're ramping up to it a little bit. I like how it's they're they're playing the sides against each other, trying to weaken the races of the of the galaxy beforehand by playing the the Centauri off the Narn and the Minbari not getting drawn into it. Her comment to Jakar from earlier, when she says she doesn't want that they don't want to be drawn into that war, I think takes on a new meaning when you watch this episode because at that point she was aware of the shadows. And she realized that beyond the, the actual, you know, reason there is that they don't want to be pulled into the war because they had this this they had this greater war against the shadows that was coming up.
1: Yeah, and it does. And the other bit is too, they're trying to they're trying to hide from the shadows the fact that they know the shadows are returning, so they're trying to pretend everything's normal on the surface while they rapidly prepare, prepare. below the surface. And you have Jakar at the beginning of the season yeah. warning that this was happening, and no one believing him. So Delenn knew at that time that Jakar was right. She just essentially didn't blew- say anything. Yeah, she blew Jakar off on purpose because she didn't want to draw any attention, and she wanted to make Jakar look like a crackpot, mm-hmm. which obviously now look where Jakar is as a result mm-hmm. of that decision. So something that will certainly be brought back. So do he's, you definitely have- a-
0: he's definitely at a low point of his. Character at, oh, this, yeah. at this
1: point. Now, do you have any theories? What else may be happening behind the scenes that hasn't been revealed to the audience yet? Do you have any thoughts on where the show might be going? Or?
0: Well, I'm kind of been mini spoiled about the Night Watch that it becomes a bigger thing. But I was already thinking that it was going to become a bigger thing while I was watching this episode. Hopefully, a more continuation of the the kind of the Earth plot line, the the President Clark stuff. I thought it was interesting that this is like one of those turning point episode a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so much of this episode is just. Sheridan just single-mindedly just in a rage against Morden because he survived and Anna did not. And it's interesting that this episode that's, that's so important is just so much about this this one these two people in a room, essentially.
1: It's certainly something that would have powered the Jeff character if he was there because Jeff obviously would have been, I'm assuming, leading the Rangers while also interacting with this whole plot point about his dead lover and, and how there's more than working to this all. And it would have been this very, very, very powerful character. I like the fact that Sheridan's major backstory is his dead wife. And now you find out after having met more than all these times. Oh, by the way, he was on the ship too. Yeah,
0: it's like the, the reveal that Morden had been on the ship was, is to me, almost as big as the reveal that the, there were these first ones. I am a robot. Because it's. It's like... It's more personal. It's, yeah, it's I thought
2: way it was more, more per- interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting.
0: Yeah, it's and more interesting than a thousand years ago. How long ago did you say this was? Thousands of years ago. No, shut up. <laughs> a thousand years you know, uh, Back in the before time, in the long, long ago.
3: I'm not finished. You should have gotten a snack.
1: And this is where you see, because when Sheridan comes on, they talked about him like he was almost a golden retriever. He's smiling, mm-hmm. and he likes oranges, and you pet him, and he has facial expressions, basically, which the last guy really didn't have very much. Mm-hmm. And as the show gets I on... I
4: love Jeff.
1: I know you did. But, <laughs> and as the show gets on now, you um, you see the rage of Sheridan, and you see him, mm-hmm. you know, can you walk him by Talia? <laughs> And it's this horrible thing for Talia, and she just walks up to him in med lab and slugs him. And, you know, yeah, he I, deserved it. I deserved that. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and you, you see his character get dark, so by the end of the episode, he goes to Kosh and says, I want you to train me to fight them. It's one thing mm-hmm. to prepare. I want to fight them. Mm-hmm. Do you get any reveal about Zaha Doom?
4: Yeah, Kosh says, if you go to Zaha Doom, you will die.
1: Yes. Yeah, that's the line.
4: And after after that's... the rage we've just seen from Sheridan, it's very easy to believe he's okay with that.
1: Yeah, I don't care. Yeah.
4: Yeah, and he
0: says he says yeah. oh, that's fine. I'm not, I'm not gonna make it easy, and I'm not gonna go, and I'm not gonna go, and it's not gonna be just me.
1: Yeah, and I- on some level, if Anna can die, so can I and yeah. this, I'm going to Zaha and that'll be one of the points of Sheridan's character arc will he or will he not go to Zaha and what price will be paid either way uh-huh. so that's something that will certainly come up later so I think that's unless I'm missing anything here that's this batch of episodes so next week mm-hmm. we're going to come back and we're going to discuss up through the end of the season which is the fall of night and that'll be the uh-huh. end of season 2 by then hopefully we'll get a lot more on Londo's character and what's going on. it basically advances everything that you've liked about these episodes the little breadcrumbs drop Octave, it, it kind of turns everything up to the next octave in the next set after. So we, <laughs> all right. So that, I've remained riveted.
0: I'll just say I, I've I really enjoyed this last batch of episodes, and it just keeps. Keep, I, I don't know if it keeps getting better, but it's it's staying very very good. Pay attention it, to it the
1: second. Better. Pay attention to the second to last episode. Comes come the Inquisitor because mm. I love it. PS does not. So we'll see where everyone falls in the next mm-hmm. episode. Okay. P.S. Is it like, was
2: my, I think it was my least favorite ever so far
1: of anything she's ever watched in her life. It was
4: I No, bad about... fi- I cannot wait to, to get to our next recording because I'm just dying to find out why. <laughs> well, oh, it's like God, it's, it was God, like the like, next time. It was
1: like <laughs> if we read the Coven of Echoes and Pia and Keza was like, I loved it, but do you know what the Coven of Echoes was? The, that whole plot point. I was a little. I was a little. She, she's like, I get everything. I just don't know what was really up with the Inquisitor. Everything else, I'm, I'm I was totally alright. Cog, do you enjoy
2: that episode, did you say?
4: Oh, my God, yes. Oh, good. It's my third favorite, I think, out of the whole series. I hope
2: Aaron hates it. I need somebody on my side. Your fir- I think
4: you do. I think we need a good debate. Whether your first two favorites? We're with that end. One and two. Okay. I would have to go with The
1: Deconstruction of Falling Stars. And I'm a really big fan of The Last One PS just watched, I Point of No Return.
4: Those are good. And Deconstruction of Falling Stars, I don't know. I loved it the first time I saw it. And on subsequent rewatchings, it hasn't done as much for me. Okay. I almost think I like the episode title more than I like the episode. The episode... Joe Frasinski can title an episode better than almost anybody else. I, well, I adore the titles of. of well, of,
0: he uh, does have yes. some great episode titles. Well, then you that. look yeah. at the
1: original titles and they're so boring. Like "Signs Importance" was supposed to be titled "Rating Party."
0: <laughs> <laughs> some episodes, the, the titles just suck. Man. Yeah. Well, like going back to the, this one, "A Spider in the Web" is like one is probably my favorite titled episode, and I didn't really love that episode, so it was. Yeah, like...
2: Yeah, I love the titles. And, I and, and the, line love actually, the, the line where we actually the line
0: where Sheridan invokes the title was. was you know, it was like he gave a great deal of weight to it, and it was like,
1: yeah, okay. Well, each and just so you know as well, each episode, each um, season has a title and it's from one particular episode season one assigns yeah. importance season two tell me uh, tell me shadows. Shadows. and season three we will actually point of no return which is the episode you yeah, yeah. just watched In season four and season five if you want it's no big spoilers but they i've already read them all i've already read all the, the season titles yeah p.s if you can read it yeah. season four is no surrender i'm no, looking
2: retreat. at it right now no surrender no retreat and wheel of fire
1: yeah. which is funny because i really didn't think wheel of fire was that good of an episode but mm.
2: just think it could have been called raiding party <laughs>
1: <laughs> could have been a better title too i don't
0: know exactly
1: and they and they almost had a um, alternate title for the final episode as well really it was supposed the, to be Yeah, uh, it was originally going to be Farewell.
4: Oh God, yeah. sleeping in light is so much better. Yes, this
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one word titles are hard to make work.
4: Yeah. 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 I'm trying to think of one that does work and I'm I'm coming up blank.
0: For a Babylon Five episode? Mm, let's see I don't the,
4: know that, are there there aren't many one Gropos. word titles. <laughs> <laughs> Gropos well, there's, that's the only one there, I'm thinking. Grail there's, T-K-O there's, T-K-O, yeah. Nice. Revelation. Chrysalis. 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 Chrysalis was fairly aptly named.
0: The rest of them that I've seen: Gropos, Revelations, Chrysalis, Legacies, Eyes, Grail, Believers, Survivors, Deathwalker.
4: Oh, God. Yeah, My, nothing like falling towards Apothesis. I mean, there's some really well, good. Well, it's great because
1: all of the cast members in that episode spend like about five minutes saying, "Does anyone know what the hell the episode title means? It's very deep. Does anyone follow it?" <laughs> My favorite episode title has to be The Very Long Night of Wanda Millar.
4: Oh, gosh, yes. That's wonderful. And which, it's a good episode, too.
1: Which was originally, they had to change the round. It was originally going to be The Very Long Night of Susan Ivanova, but they had to change the round a little
2: Episode. My favorite episode is still Babylon Squared.
1: Which is it's a very good episode, and you will find yeah. out the other side of that coin very soon. Yes. Yeah. You're,
2: you're just patting me on the head, aren't I? I'm the only person on the planet whose favorite episode is Babylon Squared. No, you're not. I
1: mean, no, that's fine. Most people, if you like Babylon Squared, there's going to be future episodes you'll probably like yeah. more. So, yeah. At your point in the series, Babylon Squared is probably... Well, it's so interesting, too, because when they filmed Babylon Squared, I think they had the ending differently than what you actually get, but it still works. Hmm.
4: They have to. I was actually thinking about that, I was actually thinking about that just like last night I was I was rewatching Sleeping in Light yesterday and was was thinking about wow how was this originally supposed to end how is that going to work in and when and
1: I was actually just listening to another podcast and it was killing me because I used to love this podcast now that I edit I can't listen to it because I'm like oh my god that was a 12 second moment of silence why was that left in there but um, (laughs) it was actually they were discussing the original Bible of Babylon 5 and how it was originally supposed to work and originally I think it was written as a 10 year arc and it was like this god forsaken huge
2: god. And wow. What they were discussing I would was, not have made it.
1: What they were discussing was how much of the first season was written with that in mind, so that when you look at an episode like Babylon Squared, was it meant to be the way we got it, or was it meant to be chapter one of ten? Wow. So it's, it's interesting hmm. to think about.
4: I'm wondering how much filler we would have gotten if, if oh with my God, ten you know seasons. I, mean? I think there's too much with five.
1: It's like Stargate SG-1. It would have been about the same length. <laughs> it would have been, well, it would have been a five-year show and then a five-year sequel. Yeah. To tell the same story <laughs>
0: Yeah. Which I yeah. still insist... Well, it's like like originally Star Wars was supposed to be nine movies, and after five, Lucas rewrote it so that movies essentially six through nine were all <laughs> movie six. You know, the, the original, the original ending of movie nine would have been the destruction of the second Death Star. So, how are
2: much you serious? Because I, I I always thought that the that seven through nine would have been after Return of the Jedi. Like I was yeah. picturing that the um, you know, like that all these novels were what the seven through nine would have been. Geez.
0: Well, the, some of the novels are great, by the way. The, the, oh
2: yeah, they uh, are. Yeah. And
0: speaking of novels, by the way, Peter David. I don't know if you've ever read the Peter any of the Peter David novels. All um, right, he has he has great. No, I was but I'm specifically referring to his Star Trek novels. He has great Star Trek novels too. I've read a few of them. Which books
4: yeah.
1: has he written? I know he
0: I,
4: wrote Imzadi yeah. and uh-huh. oh crap, which ones else? Oh, I haven't read so long. The
0: longest
1: time.
4: It's been so so long. My mom threw out all of my Star Trek books oh. when I went to college.
1: <laughs>
2: oh <laughs> my god. Read. Well, he wrote. I was so mad.
1: Did he write all three trilogies?
0: For B5? Uh, I believe so.
1: P.S. When, once you get to I think War Without End which for you is like maybe five or six episodes you can actually read the canon Babylon 5. See he uh, wrote novel.
0: Legions of Fire books 1, 2, and 3 uh, some of the movie novelizations I think that's it for that. There's one for... coming up. It, it was written by
1: JMS's wife and it tells the stories of seasons 2 and 3 and beyond from Sinclair's perspective.
2: He, uh, yeah.
0: For Next Generation oh. he wrote
1: my favorite I haven't read it but you should read it until you watch at least like four or five more episodes but it's canon oh
2: jeff
0: <laughs> he wrote q squared by the way
2: yeah
1: I did Peter david that.
2: yeah,
0: yeah, that's a good a, one he has uh he has uh actually uh, the whole series of mzadi books and several q books as well and some other stuff and yeah, a had that whole new frontier series that he wrote as well which yeah i have a bunch of
2: those yeah. i haven't read those but i have a bunch of them
1: i read that i i did read that originally because originally it was number one from the original series robin leffler's mother or something like that mm, interesting was
3: something whole plot pointing out.
0: So, I, I never knew he was a writer for Babylon 5. That was interesting to me. And, of course, DC Fontana, who also has connections to Star Trek. There's a lot of incestuousness between these two <laughs> fandoms I've, I've discovered. There's like so many, obviously, so many of the actors. I mean, Walter Koenig, right at the top of the list, of course. Uh, I like the Bester episode, by the way. I never, we never, I wasn't on that podcast, but I did enjoy the, the Bester episode when I watched it.
1: He's really good. Daniel Day Kim from Lost. Yes he was a regular on the sequel which only lasts yeah. 13
0: episodes um, I saw that as well uh, the, that he had been on that, that was cool yeah. tune in next week and see what happens same poof exchange channel same poof exchange time
1: I like that that was nice that was good yeah <laughs> PS is like bye <laughs> alright have a good night
2: everybody Good night. bye i can't say it because aaron's here
0: i can put the headset down for 30 seconds if you want to say something
2: clicked okay yeah, put the headset down for 30 seconds and i'll all right, talk.
0: starting all right. now
2: okay, go. okay morden is just like jack the ripper the shadows pick up people just like the vorlons do Ooh,
4: good observation i hadn't thought of that
1: i like that yeah all right p.s God thinks the jack the ripper one she's like i interested everything except jack the ripper like well that was a great deal of the episode I
4: know. I know. I was. I was
2: talking with her a little bit when it was. Yes. Yes. I hated that episode, but I've come to a big realization, and Aaron's coming back now.
1: Okay. Well, I, 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 I. I did love that one.